thank you to my buddy Caitlin for donating to the Pick a Movie tier on patreon.com slash horsehoop and picking Antichrist from 2009. You have anything to say about that, Hillary? Just that that's more religion than I've had in my life in the last 10, ten years, probably. So thank you for... Hil- Hillary, thanks you. Oh, all, all of the r- religious allegory. Thank you very much. So, if you want to force me to cover a horror movie, head over to patreon.com slash horsesoup and check out the Pick a Movie tier. And without further ado... Your mom's a slut who sniffs my butt I bet her tits taste like Captain Crunch just me and my dumb friends Drawing kicks into tension Didn't hear a word you said Stop calling me stupid Stupid, stupid Stop calling me stupid Stupid, stupid I already know I am Hello, I'm Caleb and I would like to introduce my guest, Hillary. Hello! I was taking a drink. Hillary Barbary. <laughs> Hillary Barbary. Yes. Hillary Barbary. <laughs> Never gets old. Never gets old. Uh, you know, Hillary Barbary is known for none other than horse soup. Uh, she told me earlier that the show can never be canceled because where would her career go? That's exactly right. Got to keep it going. So if, you, if you've ever heard of Hillary Barraford, you've heard of, you've heard of horse soup. That's right. You go hand in hand. And nothing else. So today we are talking about a... Uh, uh, a Willem Dafoe nightmare? Dream slash nightmare, sure. This is going to be a very interesting one, because usually it's all about uh, ripping on weird stuff and uh, weird dialogue, and I guess there's a little bit of that in this, but more than anything, this is like the most... Uh, this is easily the most fucked up movie that I've covered on Horse Soup so far, and I'm actually very excited for that. Yes, it's definitely one of the most fucked up films that I've watched, because I... <laughs> Where would you rate that? Oh man, it's like it is. It is way up near the top. <laughs> it, is, it is. It is almost as high as um, as I think a little higher than the Garden of Eden in the movie, and maybe just under Satan, in terms of oh. pyramid levels of weird shit that I've watched. I'd, I'd I would sandwich it right in there. If you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. And if you haven't, you're like, what the hell is this girl talking about? But makes sense to me. So I came three times. <laughs> what? Great. What? <laughs> so this is directed by Lars von Trier, a very controversial man in the filmmaking industry. Uh, this movie, I don't know how much this made really because it was somewhere between like three point four to eleven million, and I feel like there's I don't. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and not believe Wikipedia, and I'm gonna assume that it probably took like eleven million to make. How do you? How, how much do you think this took to make? I mean, I could I could honestly see either budget because it's two people in the woods. Right? But there was a lot of like um, vi- visual effects and a lot of effects, so I'd probably put it more in the eleven million range. That's what I was thinking. So I'm pretty sure this movie lost money because it only made about seven point four at the box office. Which yeah, kind of upsetting. Yeah, I. I mean, I feel like it's one of those cult movies that everyone kind of needs to watch. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess I do get why some people didn't watch it. If you've heard anything about it, um, 
you know, there's the big ones. There's the jerking off uh, Willem Dafoe's dick and, you know, him coming blood. Uh, there's the click cutting, all that good stuff. Uh, maybe I should give a, a, a warning. Maybe you guys don't want to listen to this if you don't want to hear about uh, click cutting and uh, uh, bloody dick jerks. Yeah, so spoilers. Yeah, spoiler. <laughs> Super spoilers. They, it spoiled their relationship, too, so also spoiler. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm kind of on the side that thinks that it, it brought them closer together. <laughs> the torture. Yeah, that's 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 one way to look at it. Sure. Hey, if I if I ha- like shared a moment like that with someone like I came blood, they cut their clitoris off. You know, it's like we, we bonded. Oh, this. See, now I remember. See, I thought I'd seen like I, I'm not like a Lars von Trier fan. I don't like watch all of his films, but I did you hate s- him. No, I didn't. You see. never want to work with him, and you hate him. Oh my gosh! Why are you trying to not get me jobs, Caleb? Wow, we're, we're, in a, we're in a pandemic. I need work. Um, why are you saying that on air? But uh, <laughs> I did see his film Melancholia a few more than a few years ago in 2011, I guess, um, with with Kirsten Dunst and Charlotte Gainsbourg, who was also in this film, and Skarsgård, Alexander Skarsgård. Speaking of, we were talking about True Blood earlier. Um, oh, I love I love melons and and teeth and scars. Yeah, so Melancholia. I remember I watched it. That was a supremely weird film about planets hurtling toward um, a collision course with Earth. Wait, really? Mm-hmm. And that's another Lars. Yep. yep. Okay. And it's about depression. Two sisters, one of them trying to recover from a heavy bout of depression and a failed marriage, cope with their destiny in very different ways. So also about so. Came out two years after this film. Wait, that's the one that's part of the the his trilogy of depression, right? Oh yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, because it's supposed to be this one, Melancholia, and then Nymphomaniac. I guess Volume One and Two. Oh, okay, yeah. So there you go. They're all yeah, they're all in conversation with one another. Cool. So depressing. I should watch all of them now that you know the world is ending. So that's good. Well, learning the background of like this movie, like it seems that Lars was going through a really shitty time when he was doing this movie. Like he just got out of a mental hospital that he was in for a couple months. He was having trouble casting it because he would just break down crying like during casting calls. And then like he didn't. He even said like I think it was in two thousand and seven that he didn't even know if he was going to come back to filmmaking or even make this movie. But he was like, ah, you know, if I do. It'll probably be Antichrist. There's nobody else that could have made this film, though, because it was so... Talk about a deep dive. It was so, like, weirdly, like, realistic, like, like and, and grounded and natural. Like, the only way you could make this film is if you knew on a deep level, like, what depression and, and kind of that mental state looked like. You can't imagine that. And I I have to assume that this guy has been through some pretty fucked up trauma because, I mean... I'm not going to say, like, super details, but I mean, like, as someone who's experienced a pretty fucked up trauma, there's some shit in this movie that I was like, that's accurate. Like, some shit that the wife was doing, like, Mm -hmm. when you lose someone, like, really fucking important to you, like, it's like, that girl was, she lost, like, her fucking world. But also, like, it kind of switches around and this movie's confusing and I don't know if... (laughs) she was upset or if she wasn't or like i wish i had answers to this movie and like before we even started this me and hillary like we watched this together and this is actually like i barely do that on horror soup like on my other show me and james watch shit like every week so hillary's watched something with me before for a show yeah but i don't do that for this show that's just not what i do like i write my fucking notes and then like we watch 
like ahead of time and then we start talking about it but this was one that like i kind of watched before i watched like um i feel like i got every big part of it for the most part like i got like the first like 20 minutes and then the last like 40 minutes but i fell asleep for a while in between so i was kind of lost i was like okay i know about this brutal shit but why did it happen and i woke up at the weirdest parts and we'll get to that because i told you when i woke up and you were like oh this is when i'm like this is when you woke up damn dude so like i already kind of knew what to expect from this movie so i thought it would be interesting if me me and hillary watched it together because i knew for a fact that if she watched this alone it was just gonna be like confusion and like what the fuck but i was like you know i'm gonna have that too but maybe we could experience it together and try to (laughs) figure out i'm so glad we did because i needed that like little bit of like levity and like like conversation because if i just watch this by myself in my apartment with my dog uh i think my dog would have like avoided me for two days she'd be like why she's like "Why, why are you looking at me like why are you looking at me like i'm a doe stop looking at me like i'm a doe (laughs) <laughs> yeah, see, that's why I messaged you before, because I was almost, like, scared for a second, because I was like, shit, I wonder if she already watched this, but I was thinking about it, and I was, like, planning on doing my notes, like, uh, way before, and then I was watching it alone, and I was like, you know what, I should probably watch this with her, <laughs> because it might be a little bit better, or, like, at the very least, even if she could handle it, at least less confusing, but I was like, it also might destroy her for a little while. Yeah, it's a really dark movie. It goes to a very dark place, and I don't know if I... Gosh, like, it, it's going to take a while to unpack this one, and we probably don't have any answers if you've come here looking for answers. Um, I think we have a little bit more than what other people have, because we tried to look up the answers, like, online, and YouTube was no fucking help whatsoever. There was one guy that was kind of funny that kind of reminded me of, like, uh, James Janice, but I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. And there was a kid. And then there was a kid with this fucking hair. He was like... He was like Nathan for you, but with like the smoothest brain in the world. <laughs> like, it was like, or did I say Nathan for you? I meant to say Nathan Fielder. He has a show, Nathan for you. Um, it came here like Nathan Fielder, but talking about horror movies and just like, but also on crack. Yeah. <laughs> also, clearly shooting in his parents' house because there were like seashells behind him and <laughs> stuff. There was like a seashell and like just like clearly things that like. Like a mother in the Midwest would have, but not like a kid. Like it was like, because we were like, oh, oh, finally analysis. We can f- hear what this guy thinks. And we hit play and it was like, what? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'm going to listen to it, kid. Yeah. I think, I think we'll get into it like a little more, but I have like, I had like some kind of like, I was like, okay, maybe Willem Dafoe. And obviously we haven't even started talking about the movie yet, but I don't fucking care. We'll get to it. It is a weird movie. Like. Willem the Devil. <laughs> Willem the Devil, yeah. I thought he was, like, the devil and, like, the chick was, like, maybe, like, God or she... I was also thinking maybe she was, like, a partner to the devil or something and maybe God just wasn't present. Like, it was just they're there in Eden. Because the whole thing is, like, based around the Garden of Eden that they're in. Yes. Which I don't even know. It's Well, no, I do know. It's not real, right? It's all about it's all about Adam and get even. <laughs> That's, <laughs> honestly, like, this movie is, like... What is happening? <laughs> Holy shit. This, what? I don't know. It's very alarming, and even, like, Lars doesn't seem to know what happened in this movie. Because even, like, I reread, like, some interview excerpts, and he was like, 
Why are you asking me what the movie's about? I don't know. It's not like I wrote it or directed it. <laughs> Didn't he say, like, asking me what the movie's about is like asking a chicken if the chicken soup is good? Something like that, or like how the chicken soup is made or yeah, something. Yeah, or whatever, yeah. Which I do think is fucking hilarious. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, well. And he did say that he kind of just, like, it came out of his mind, and he just put shit down, and he didn't question it. So maybe, like, maybe us looking into it too much is a little outlandish. Like, maybe there isn't much to look into, but it does give you stuff. Like, there is a lot there, and I do feel like there are a lot of pieces in this movie that are thrown around, specifically, like... There's reasons, right? Here's a question. Do do you think, Caleb, that Lars von Trier, because obviously this movie has to be autobiographical on some level because he said he went through depression, so like this is about him. Uh-huh. Do you think he is more in the female character or the male character? So from what I read, because there's a lot of controversy on this, that's like it's a really misogynistic movie. It's like really against women and whatnot, and like the whole point of it is like, you know, well, I could say I, I, we're gonna bounce around with this a lot. Honestly, there's gonna be more of a free form discussion than anything else. Um, I'm not going like we might not even go scene to scene, like kind of, but whatever. <laughs> um, so in the end, you know, Willem Dafoe kills his wife. So it's like kind of seen as like fuck women kind of thing, you know? Yeah. But I guess Lars, from what I read, kind of says like, no, it's not like that. I guess he like says like he really loves women and it's actually the opposite of that. Yeah. So. Well. It's hard to interpret. I kind of feel like I don't I I almost feel like it 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 gives off that vibe that it's against women because it's portraying like this mentally ill girl like she has to be mentally ill in some ways or she's just the devil like i don't know it could you know what i'm also thinking what if it's a succubus i'm sorry that i'm like just like drawing off and i'm not finishing yeah what do you mean like pretty much like um a succubus is like a like a devil woman that's like sucking the life out of a man which also could go into what we're talking about you know it's like against that plot i mean i i think to answer that question i i first have to I have to figure out who she is. Yeah. Because I feel like I can't answer that question like with with full certainty because I don't know what every character represents in the end and what exactly the meaning was. Like I I can give a lot of meaning to certain things that happened, but I don't know how to just give like a definite answer to anything. Yeah, well this is true. I also think like this is more of a treatise on mental illness than necessarily like he versus she or like being misogynistic mm-hmm. towards women. I think he actually gives women weirdly a a, a lot of agency. So I don't yeah. think I like even though he's talking about like causing harm to women, like the way that and I don't know if we're going to go through it scene by scene or, or whatever, but like not as in depth as usual, probably. Yeah, but the way she twists it to be more about her power is interesting, I thought, as a, as a thing. And the fact that she's obviously, it's a, it's a, I think it's way more of a mental illness thing than it is necessarily. I mean, there is a kind of a supernatural element at play here. But, like, if it's way more about mental illness and he does kill her at the end, is that more of a mercy kill than not? Or is that... Well, okay, so in the very beginning, they're having sex and shit. They're uh, not really paying attention to their child, and he ends up walking out of the window, kills himself. It's like a three-year-old baby, though, you know, like a, right, right, like two, three, two yeah, or three years old. Yeah, I would say three. Yeah, and he walks out the window, 
dies and then they're pretty much dealing with the trauma from that like they go to like uh the fucking uh, uh, funeral or whatnot, wife cries, blah, 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 goes to the hospital, and then they deal with some other shit. And I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> that feels like the whole movie. Okay. Where was I going with that? I don't know. You were just about to make a very important point. I, I know. Well, I was talking about the fact that he kills her at the end, and, and because of her s- mental state... Could it be seen, and I'm not saying I necessarily believe this, but I'm sort of playing <laughs> devil's advocate. Uh, um, like, could it be like a mercy? Like, because he's uh. he said he was there to help her. Was that his okay, yeah. way of helping her? Because at the end, he doesn't seem like someone who's like particularly evil or like tormented by what yes. he did. He does seem kind of benevolent and, you know, black and white and almost like washed out. Like the lights are really, the, the lighting has like been very like contrasty all the way through. And at the end, it's very much blown out. So like, I don't know. There's, okay. there's things to think about, I guess. Okay. So I know I was going with that. So pretty much after the child dies and whatnot, um, he pretty much tells her like, Oh, you don't need a doctor. I'm going to be your doctor. Cause he's like a therapist. He's not an actual doctor, but he's a therapist. So he's like, I'm going to take care of you. Cause I know how to tend to you and whatnot. So he does all these like weird elaborate things. And as it goes on, you know, shit just gets weirder and weirder and weirder. And I do think that he was trying to help her. I think he was trying to help her in a misguided way because obviously he wasn't able to give her what she needed. Well, so I don't, I, you know, like, you know what they call that? What? God complex. Yes. (laughs) And, and that's, but it gets, it's that, that's what makes me mad though. Cause it confused me even more because even me saying this sounds weird because, uh, I don't think any of the beginning part matters when we get into the rest of the movie. I mean, it's, I think it's just there to like raise the stakes and to justify her descent into de- depression and or madness, if you want to look at it that way. I mean, I was I was I was saying to you when we were watching this, it's like it's like depression porn. This movie. Well, to answer your question, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was a mercy kill. I think in the end it was survival. Yeah. You know, it was because as as it goes, you know, he's being the therapist. The wife tries to just fucking murder him in the most brutal way. And uh, he just snaps and fucking strangles her. And I think it was just in that moment of like, but then he has like, okay, you know what? You know what? You know what? You know what? Let's try to go kind of scene by scene. Okay. Because I don't know how to have any consistency with this. I am bouncing from topic to topic. Yeah, I know. It was just like. There's so much on my mind, and I don't know where to go with it. Yeah, because every topic is like a huge rabbit hole you can go down individually, like depression, religion, like mental illness, like all of it is like, oh my god, okay, there's so much happening. But do we need to figure out what what this movie is about to like talk about it properly? Like, do we need to decide like, is it mental illness? Is this like some people said like supernatural? I don't think it's supernatural. It's like I think it's religious. Or mental illness, but also, like, I feel like before I even answer that, I have to decide where exactly they are. Like, is are they in a physical realm, or are they in a dreamlike realm, or are they in fucking hell? Yeah. Or, like, or like purgatory, or something in between. Like, what is going on? But I think there's, like, so many little key points that point me to, like, one of them being, like, the devil, or, like, wow, like a devil's advocate or something. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Do you want to go through some of the some of the scenes and Yeah, I guess let's try it. Let's try it. So first of all, like this movie is really fucking artistic. Like from the very first like five minutes, it's it's an insane opening because they're having like rough fucking sex like in the laundry room and then like bouncing over to rooms and shit. In the beginning too, I do want to say that I'm pretty sure uh, a peg from like a kid's shape toy went up inside um uh what's her name charlotte gisellette or something gainsborg yeah yeah gisellette um <laughs> there's a lot of jizz in this movie so well actually you know. there's really only one amount of jizz there's a lot of implied jizz yeah there's lots of implied jizz but there's only that's the thing one proper <laughs> was it proper i mean i wouldn't call it proper but like but in the traditional sense of what that entails it's just the color was off uh okay yeah yeah yeah. so this shit gets like a peg up her ass and then you know this kid is walking around he sees them plowing and i'm pretty sure he took that as a cue that he needed to jump out a window because he was staring at like willem dafoe's wrinkly ass and his feet (laughs) and he was like oh dude i gotta get out of this house By, by, by the way one actually one argument for your theory that maybe like are they in a physical realm or are they in a dreamlike realm one argument would be Willem Dafoe's ass definitely does not look the same like from the beginning of the movie through so maybe oh my they God. maybe they idealized it on purpose maybe it wasn't just like I I want a body double for like the wood scenes but not a body double for the house scenes like maybe they were idealizing him I don't know. You just blew my fucking mind because that is so true. Because in the very beginning of the movie, I was like, the reason I was battling with is this like a physical world or like a fucking dreamlike stake or whatever stake um, is because like in the very beginning of the movie, it's fucking real. You see other people. There's other shit going on. The kid dies. Like all this shit happens and they look back to that. And I feel like the movie starts out in the real world and somehow they leave. But then also, like, if we want to believe that it has to do with the Garden of e- of Eden and Adam and Eve and all that shit, then, like, wh- were they ever real? Like, what, they couldn't be real in, to begin with, right? Or, like, or, or now do I, do I have to admit religion is real? Like, where do yeah. I go from here? <laughs> we're no, spiraling out of here? control. Also, I, I do want to point out a very tangible thing um, that happened. So in the beginning of the film, the little boy, before he takes a, you know, a short walk <laughs> or a long walk off a short, <laughs> what's that saying? You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We, we got it. We got it, Hillary yeah, Barber. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's he's playing with these like figurines and the, the figurines are grief. What are, what are the pain and desire or no? Um. Grief, grief, pain. pain. Let me let me find it. It's the they're they're the chapters, and I have the chap despair. Despair. I said desire. I was like, it's not desire. There's no desire in this at all. Like, well, no, there's a lot of desire, but it's misplaced desire. (laughs) Yeah, it's misplaced desire, and it's very um, it's like I I I've never been so turned off by desire in my life. Oh, never mind. I'm like, this isn't sexy desire. I'm like, I'm very turned off by this desire. I was um, on a different level. I was no. I was rock hard. <laughs> I'm like, this doesn't look fun. Um, but yeah, so he's playing with those three things, which are obviously the chapters of the book and the, the progression of the book. And they're also the three, what are they called? The three? Um, the three, the... Uh, 
moguls. <laughs> the three burdens beggars 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 <laughs> thank you the beggars. <laughs> we did just watch this movie five seconds ago and you know, yeah can't... it was not that long ago at all there's there's too much to keep track of in this movie i feel like my brain has been scrambled i feel like i'm in, I'm in like men in black and someone has just like burp, like i feel like i watched nine different movies but they were all the same movie somehow it was like an anthology yeah it was this is intense but he is playing with those three things which is interesting um and those things set up uh, the chapters for us. Like, that's why I had to search for the chapters right now, because we have, like, chapter one, which is grief, and then chapter two, which is pain, chapter three, which is uh, despair, and then the, we have the epilogue, and then... Also, if if those things are real, um, then it definitely plants a seed that the the mom was, like, if they're just lying around in her son's room, like, this stuff was consuming her before anything befell him. Yeah, and did you notice another? Th- well, all the animals represent um, the different statues and the different, you know, like uh, emotions or whatever you'd like to call them. Because the deer, uh, the deer that you see, or the uh, the doe, the doe that you mm. see, um, doe a deer, that, yeah, deer. The, the doe deer fawn. That one is grief. Um, the the fox is pain, and then the crow is despair. Wow, they all represent a certain part of the movie, right? And then also, um, 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 so the sound engineer apparently swallowed a microphone, and then we looked up a <laughs> YouTube video of someone who was DJing, and then someone was dancing, and they bumped into the boom arm for the microphone, and it jammed it into a person's mouth, and then when they uh, released back, the microphone somehow came out of the clip and the XLR cable, and then went down his throat, and he started choking, and I think that guy died. Yeah, it was pretty disturbing. It, it looked dis- like he was dying. Yeah, it was a just it was a disturbing um, sidebar to a disturbing film. It just everywhere you look in this movie, even if you Google things while you're watching it, it just leads to the most disturbing shit you've ever seen. Well, I want to know. Okay, you. Well, we decided <laughs> the microphone had to have been small for him to swallow it. But yeah. What I want to know is it was definitely more like a Bob Barker microphone. Did he shit it out or did he yank it out? Do you just swallow the cable at that point, and do you pass it after you're done? Because you you have the recording, you know it's 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 hooked up to your your interface, so you have the recording. Do you just unplug it when you're done with the recording, save the recording, and then swallow the cable and then that's pass it? That's a great it? question. Or do Don't you know. yank it out? Because that's probably like a lot of damage to the internals. Where are my sound friends at? Someone someone should know. Because they said the whole thing was like they wanted to record the inner audio sounds of their body to like get certain sounds for the film. Mm. So like how far down in your body does that have to go? I I imagine that's not in your throat. That's probably like halfway down your fucking body, right? I just think, oh, I don't know. Just like imagining that, like imagine an x-ray version of that and you're just watching the cable and the mic go down and then pulling it out after. That sounds like very damaging to everything it I, I mean i really would like to know if that's true i know it's on i know it's on imdb as trivia imdb but like, lies sometimes like i feel like someone might have like planted that because you by the way you can just add things to imdb and it's not necessarily yeah. true yeah so i don't know about that i mean but it does sound like weirdly believable like if any film were to do that it'd probably it's be this, this one film. it is 100 percent this one <laughs> And either way, even if it didn't happen, we found out that mics can be swallowed, but maybe not on purpose. Yeah, and there's video of it. 
It's you could find that. Just look up man swallowing microphone on YouTube and Yeah, it's you'll see it. It's very low quality. It's like a minute long. You don't think it's gonna happen, and then in like the last few seconds you're like, Oh. Yeah, oh. we had a we had a visceral reaction to it. We sure. rewound that what, like seven times? Which is like just the logistics and the mechanics of it. You're like, because you're like, how this isn't gonna happen. This isn't gonna happen. What the f- <laughs> what? You know what else gave us a reaction? Um, apparently, Lars said that he didn't want to use Willem Dafoe's penis in the film, and he cut it out because it was so abnormally large. I mean, I'm just gonna leave that one alone. <laughs> Just like Lars. I'm going to leave it alone like Lars did. Do you think that was Willem Dafoe's dick? What? You think that was his dick later in the film? Oh, no. Hell no. That was like a, that was like such, that was the fakest part of the film, I think. That was kind of like Boogie Nights. That was like. I'm not going to say it looked, I don't, I don't think it looked incredibly real. If it was, then maybe we're just idiots. But I don't think it was the fakest dick I've ever seen. I think it looked pretty fucking good. I mean, it was good because it did, by the way, it did feature prominently in the frame. It was literally front and center. Like, usually in the films, like, it's Which more is hard like to incidental do. kind of thing. Yeah, you glance at it so you're not, like, focusing on it. Yeah, so it's, like, literally, like, the focus of a shot. <laughs> Dead center. <laughs> Dead center. I mean, so it, 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 it looked pretty good for what it was, but I was still like that can't be real but maybe i don't know maybe it is like but you know what it was kind of a weird looking dick and he did also say that he cut his dick out of a lot of shots because it was abnormally large and weird looking (laughs) so what it so what if this was that weird looking dick no it's not there's not a chance in hell there's not a chance in hell it's his what it what if he that would be so hilarious if he like you know showed his ass in the beginning of a movie and then use an ass double for the rest of it and then like and then just showed his dick in the end. Yeah, right. He used an ass double and then was like, now nah, the dick is fine now. Yeah, dick's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, those animals represent chapters or whatnot. And then child gets smashed on the ground. It's very sad for everyone involved. Uh, the the wife passes out and then they end up like at the hospital and whatnot. And that's when he's like, I'm a doctor. I could do better for pills and subscriptions. And, you know, I'll get you a... Porno mag if you want. I'll make you do good. But she also makes a reference while they're in the hospital where he's talking about being a therapist and how he's not a doctor. And they state that very clearly. Um, But she said, like, you called my theory or something about her. You called it glib. There was something about glib. She used that word because I I made the joke like, oh, like Andy glib. Um, Andy Gibb. But um, the the glib thing makes me think that she was maybe working on this thesis about this horrible subject and because of what was in her son's room. I think she was already descending into madness. I mean, and to say like, oh, you called me glib. Like she's already setting up that like God complex. Yeah. And that that word is so specific. That word's like the word obtuse in the Shawshank Redemption. Like, it's so specific and, like, stand, sticks out like a sore thumb, kind of, mm-hmm. that that I think maybe um that has some, that's like a clue. Well, yeah, I, I agree with that, because for a long time in the movie, like, I thought Willem Dafoe 
was the enemy because, like you said, he has this fucking god complex. Like, he wants to control her. He wants to, like, you know, give her medicine as he sees fit and, like, you know, take care of her on his own and all this shit. So it's like, it's weird. You don't know right from wrong in this movie. But then again, I don't think... But I guess neither of them are right. Or are they? Because they're not real? Oh, my God. I don't know, but I just just looked up the definition of glib because I wanted to know the actual, actual words. It said... Um, of words or the person speaking them, fluent and voluble, but insincere and shallow. Oh, that, yeah, that's a very good description. Uh, so, yeah, so that's a really, like, glib is a word that, like, you wouldn't throw around. I don't know. I'd, I'd have to go back and, like, rewatch that scene, but, like, that just, that massively stood out to me. Glib sounds like a very, like, just kind of nonchalant kind of word, but now that you described it, it's like, oh. Yeah, huh. right. It sounds nonchalant, but I knew it, I knew it, like, had, the, like, I, I knew what it meant, but, like, I just wanted to, like, actually put <laughs> real words to it. Um, yeah, it's, it's no bueno. So, like, if, so that's, that's planting a seed. Like, I don't know if that happened, like, after their son died or before, but, like, th- that's setting up, like, a, like and by the way, you know, Antichrist obviously is like opponent. So like that's setting up the opposites from very very early on. Yes, in my yes. mind, I personally think that it's um that it's that it was going on for a while. Like I kind of got the vibe from Defoe's character that you know, first off, he's a therapist. And I get that he was like, or I I'm getting that he was like a distant therapist that probably wasn't around for his child much. And we see that later when he's looking. Remember when he's looking at pictures of his child. And he's, oh, like, yeah. noticing some shit about his three-year-old that he'd never noticed before. Right. That's, yeah. like, very, very obvious. Yeah, right. So I think he's a pretty distant person. Like, And you get that also from, I don't know if you noticed, but he never once cried in the movie. He never, he never showed any emotion toward his child dying. It was all about, like, trying to comfort his wife, you know? But And, it, and you kind of get that in, like, uh, you know, in, like, movies when you have, like, a... You have a cheating husband, like they're very distant, but they were like, anytime something is going on in their wi- with their wife or something, like they're the first ones there and they're like, oh, I'm going to help you and this, that, blah, blah, blah. But then really like, where yes. are they any other time? Also, I mean, they're literally having sex when their son dies to open the movie and they have a lot of it throughout their movie and it's never like... Definitely a coping mechanism though, right? Yeah, it's a coping... It's never loving. It's never like... It's definitely... Oh, it's rough sex. It's like, it's they're hate fucking. They're hate fucking the whole movie. Yeah, it's 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 an outlet for sure. So it's or, or it's a substitution for a lack of emotion or a lack of other things, maybe. Well, because on one side you have Willem Dafoe who showed no emotion toward anything that's happened whatsoever, and then you have the wife who's just like losing her fucking mind. Yeah, descending rapidly into madness. And then I think she's getting even more angry, too, because Willem Dafoe's doing, like, the God Complex thing where he's like, no, you can't have sex with your therapist, like, especially when you're upset and we're doing these sessions and blah, blah, blah. Yes, exactly. She, he's he's treating her clinically. Exactly. And also, she brought deodorant to the hospital. Yes, we did notice that. It was like, they, they had, they had like, a, like, a cutaway. They had an insert shot over to, like, a bunch of, like, a stack of pills. And then among the pills was, like, secret just one one stick of secret de- and she deodorant. Had nothing, she had no other like care products. It was just one stick of deodorant. Like 
She clearly right. gave no care to her face while she was in the hospital, which why would you? Um, she looked like I mean, shit. I mean, I would, but that would be, I mean, I'm probably crazy, but like, <laughs> but like, yeah, she, she literally like they had like bags under her eyes. They, they clearly put makeup on her to make her look like way worse. And yet she had deodorant. So she didn't want to smell bad. Whose creative decision was that? That's well, that's production design. They were like, we need deodorant in this shot. It'll show, it'll show you everything you need to know about this character. Well, you know, the the, the secret deodorant claim to marketing fame is that it's like feminine. <laughs> it's, so maybe they were trying to enforce the feminine. I don't know. Going to the fact that he's killing women. Yeah, it's just like, oop, she's still a woman. She uses secret. She uses secret deodorant. You, you know now. Yeah, you know, it's like, but, but they, the deodorant was turned away, so you didn't see the label, but I know, I know that powder blue deodorant anywhere. Um, those deodorants are bad, because if it's hot, then it just looks like you have white, crusty stuff all over your armpits. Yeah, I mean, I don't use it anymore, but. Oh, yeah, it's bad. <laughs> it's bad. I won't name names, but I, I saw, and if they're listening, they'll know exactly who they are. Oh, no, don't but, out anybody, Caleb. No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not adding them, but, uh, we're in my car, and then, like, she had her, she lifted her arm up for a second, it was just, like, thick, white, pasty deodorant, I was like, hey, bruh, you gotta handle that, what kind of deodorant are you using? You need a different one. <laughs> well, we're learning a lot about deodorant. If you came here for answers to Antichrist, now you're getting a whole bunch of shit on deodorant. So cool. Don't use secret deodorant if it's hot. And if you do, lightly apply it. Just yes. one, two swipes max. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so uh, she's going insane. She's slamming her head on toilet bowls. And Defoe's response is to just plow the shit out of her. Yeah, that's a little bit insensitive. That was one time that he initiated it. He did. And then afterwards, he was like, I shouldn't have done that. Or whatever he said. He was like, that was... It never happens again. That was a bad idea. I can't believe I did that to you. Actually, the way he says it, though, he does say like something about to that effect. Like, I can't believe I did that to you, which is exactly what the whole thing is about. Was, you know, stuff done to women is the whole crux of the movie. I still don't know what the whole... <laughs> Is it? Is that we we have we decided? Well, that was the that was the crux of her thesis, and you know a lot of what fuels the second half of the film. But what about the first half? Are we do we just have to ignore the first half? <laughs> like, right? I think maybe. I don't know. I think you have to find the ways in which the first half is in conversation with the second half. I don't know if I'm qualified to do this. By the way, what? <laughs> I wonder if you could split this movie in half and watch the second half first and then the first half, and I wonder if it would make sense. It's interesting. Frankenstein it. Mm. I I feel like it might. I feel like it might give me, like, some interesting insight. Well, we kept saying, like, when we were watching this, we kept saying, like, man, wish I'd read the Bible more. Like, wish... Yes. Like, like the the level of allegory in here and, like, knowing, like, having, like, a fluency with biblical terminology is like really important and i did grow up catholic and i did read much of the bible or listen to it but i could not recall most of it hillary demand we should have done this with james is james very religious he used to be a pastor oh man yeah he literally left the fucking church like after being a pastor for i think like seven years or some shit or maybe even more 
Oh man, he would have. Oh, he would have been like the color commentary for this thing. Like the, he would have been the Jesus commentary. It would have been great. We might have had like more. We might have been able to figure this out. Yeah. If we had that around. Or would he do what most pastors do and just raise way more questions than answers? Probably. Oh, I thought you were gonna say do bad things to children. No. Oh my gosh. Oh. Well, I am. I am from Boston, so. That is like the poster child of that. But um, yeah, I do. I do wish I had a like like I studied a lot of art in college. Like there's a lot of allegory and religious allegory in there and like mothers eating children and stuff like that. And which actually the painting I'm thinking about, which I don't know, I, I don't much 100% sure it's a mother eating a child, but it's a creature eating something. It actually does appear in the film at one point. Yeah, because there's that scene where he, like, goes into the attic and there's all those different fucking paintings and shit of just sacrifice, like, either, like, a sacrifice on women or was it young girls in that? Because remember her book, her uh, uh, genocide? Probably probably genocide, if I had to guess. Uh, genocide. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm going to guess genocide. Uh, yeah, because there was a book, like, that she was working on that was clearly labeled genocide. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. What is, like... I need to know for a hundred percent fact what that is, and we like paused the movie and looked it up. And what it was, what, what was it, Caleb? It was. It's it's about the killing of women and um, and and girls, mm-hmm. right? The ki- I thought it was like small children or something, but I th- let me let me double check to make sure it was about the killing of women and girls. I'm pretty I sure. I think it's um, women and girls. Yeah, the killing of women and girls. Said so that uh, women and girls, women and girls, women and girls. Say it two more times. Women and girls, women and girls. Okay. <laughs> I was like, you can take this one. I felt weird just saying those things. <laughs> oh wait, <laughs> you know what? Now you now you made it weird. I was, I was just stay saying words. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, yeah, so she, yeah, I just... And is that what her thesis is based off of? Is that why she was reading that? Is that what we're supposed to interpret? Because around the time, well, she's reading that book on her own, I guess, and I didn't really catch anything about her thesis until later when Defoe goes up into that attic and he ends up finding her gynocide book and her own notes and whatnot. And he's kind of like looking at, he's mainly going through her notes, but were we supposed to interpret that her thesis was something about gynocide? Yes, it was. Oh, genocide. I'm sorry. Giant, whatever, whatever it is. Um, yes, I think it, that's what she's writing about. But like, also, I'm very confused by the fact. I thought like it was more in the past. I'm very confused by the fact that she was clearly writing in the present tense a thesis, which makes her what? Uh, you know, a graduate student. I'm guessing, which makes it like what is like the time? Like, he's obviously a lot older. Like, yeah, he's at least 20 years older than her, I'd say, right? Yeah, so, like, I don't, I'm just very confused. Like, do they, do they have that whole, like, he's educating her kind of weird dynamic that so many dudes have where they love to teach people things? Um, I think it is that. 
Yeah, right? so he was always like, yeah, I don't know, because the, the fact that she's writing a thesis like in the current sense is really like i was like well, whoa how how old is this chick or like what is going on here well you know what though did we ever actually see her writing it oh no is this like the ice cream truck all over again um <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know if we ever saw her writing it i think i think i, we, I we, saw we we saw her with in- the you saw her with the book at the table in the cabin for sure. We yeah, we see her with the book, but we never saw her writing. What if she wrote that in the past? Because honestly, like I kind of got the feeling when they first see the 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 vagina suicide book, um, she kind of like glances at it and gives it a look like kind of like almost like fondly remembering it. If you know what I mean, well, you know, like it kind of doesn't look like she was like she was still focused on it. It was like something that she's like, that's still in my mind. Well, they did say that they'd been to that woods before and she had been. Yeah, she was like visiting that place with her kids. I don't know if they own that because it's a cabin that they're in. Yeah, it's such it's there's so. Yeah, this move. The timeline of this movie is very nebulous on purpose, I think. I think people are probably really pissed at the timeline of our podcast. Right yeah. <laughs> There's no consistency uh, to this. No, I'm sorry. Well, this is, we just, yeah, we're just. But you no. know, I feel like this might help some people that stick through it, come to their own conclusions in this. And maybe one day we'll come to like a, 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 a mutual like answer for this movie. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. There's... I don't even. I don't even want to know. I don't even. Okay, well, pretty much we should probably just get to the Garden of Eden because that's pretty much all that happens in what I want to call the real world. I'm going to go ahead mm-hmm. and say, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say that the beginning part of this movie, I think they were in the real world. And I might go back on that because I'm really having a problem with that just because I feel like if the story is religious and it has anything to do with like Adam and Eve, which I do think it does, because in the very, very end, you know, after the epilogue, before all those like women and shit show up, is that like, is that like 200 virgins or something? Is that something else now? Is this another? I don't fucking know what's happening there. We'll get into that. But he's eating fruit and stuff before. And I feel like some of those fruits might have been like, you know, the forbidden fruit or not the forbidden, but the, uh, what is it called? The, um, well, it's the apple that's forbidden. Yeah. It's the, it's, it is forbidden fruit. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the apple, but there are also like other fruits apparently in the garden of Eden. He's eating like certain berries and whatnot. And like we said, you know, we're not super, we're not super in touch with the religious stuff, but like, from what I know, there were a lot of plentiful like fruits and wheat and stuff like that around. So, I think that was there wheat there. Maybe I don't know. I I don't know. the 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 ferns were as tall as wheat. That's for sure. And that was actually when we stopped the movie. And I that's was that's like, like children Wait. of the corn like level of like t- height. I don't want to talk about that movie again. I don't want to talk about the movie. Again. <laughs> um. So. <sighs> I think th- well, that's when we, just, uh, we decided, like, this can't be real because those ferns are too fucking giant. And then there's also the tick issue, those fucking corn ticks that are on his hand at one point. Corn ticks, yeah. They look like white corn. They look like sweet white corn. <laughs> yeah, those ruined, those ruined my life. But anyway, yeah. in the end, Oh, my like- God. Ca- Caleb was squirming. Oh, let me, let me finish this because I, I feel like I'm probably pissing people off starting these comments and then like not finishing them. So in the end, there's all this fruit and stuff. So I want to assume that it has something to do with 
maybe them being a twisted version of Adam and Eve, which I guess mm. already was kind of like, you know, fucked up in senses, but um I don't know, I, but if I if I think that it's something like that, then I feel like they had to have always been there and the first part of the movie couldn't have been real. But I want to believe that the first part was real and the rest is something else. Like could they have traveled to another world or dimension or like hell or something. Cause what about the fucking, the ground burning when they first start walking to this cabin? Yeah. The ground burning is the weird thing. I don't know what that signifies. I thought they were in hell. Yeah. I like, really, I, I legitimately thought that they were in hell. Yeah, this is, this is possible. <laughs> I don't know. Damn um, it. I do want to say that Willem Dafoe's wife has baby face knees. <laughs> That I do want to. I do want to put that out there. Oh my god! Yeah. But then Willem Dafoe he meets the deer. This is um, which part? What, this was grief. So he meets grief pretty much because that's what that's what it represents. And grief is the form of this doe that has. Oh, it's 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 disturbing. It's pretty, it's pretty fucked up. It has this fetal fawn like hanging out of its ass. Because babies come out of the ass. Mm, do they? No, yeah. This is I, I'm teaching you. Guys. Babies do come out of the ass. Cool. So this little fawn was like. At first, you just see the de- or the doe just like staring at him, and I started looking up. I was like, okay, what does it symbolize to see like a doe? You know, like on on a road or something or in the forest. But then it turns around, and then there's a dead fawn just hanging out, and it's like, all right, I'm walking away now. And it's like, you know, that definitely has to represent obviously grief is the first chapter grief is representing this doe and the first thing that they see is a dead child you know he's standing in this fucking forest and he's like oh shit like we're on our way over to this cabin where my wife used to hang out with our child who's now dead he walks away from his wife for a second after he's telling her like oh you know we're gonna get through this blah 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 we're gonna figure this all out dead baby and that's pretty much where the first chapter ends you know, like mm-hmm. it ends right when, and I think all of them end right when you see the animals, don't they? Basically, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the assembly of the three beggars, I guess. They're, you know, Avengers assemble. <laughs> <laughs> Avengers assemble to bring <laughs> you literal death. Assemble. Also, I I, I do want to point out, um, I love the cinematic technique of the basically the reverse zoom instead of the zoom, you know. Did they do any zoom ins? I think it was all zoom outs. Yeah, it was all zoom outs, and I think it was it was very like disconcerting and put so much dis obviously distance. But like I've just never I haven't seen that as a technique really. I can't remember the last time I saw that in a film. So and it was used to great effect, especially like with the grief and with the running into the doe, and then with the animals. Like they kept they used it a lot with Willem more than they did with her. I think. Yeah, for sure. And you know what? You're really right, too, because you don't see that often in films. And I feel like even when you do, you see it like maybe one time at most, because like if I feel like if you do it too many times, it almost feels like you're trying too hard. But in this, like it really it really captured like the moment that they were trying to they were trying to sell. Yeah. And it's it is interesting. I wonder. I mean, I'd have to like do a little bit more unpacking on it. But like the if they did just if Lars did just use it more on him than on her, what does that symbolize? Like, does that make him less human or more human? Like, I don't know. I actually don't know. You know, that's a good point because 
you know what actually is really weird too? You know how I said earlier, and I just picked up on this right now, you know how I said earlier that Willem Dafoe was like very not in touch with his emotions like toward the child? Like he didn't, he was emotionless. He was emotionless toward yeah. the death of his child. But when he saw that that infertile baby hanging out of the back of the doe, did you notice his face? He was yeah. fucking, like, that was actually the most, like, upsetting emotion that he showed in the film aside from like literal pain yeah you know like that was like genuine like not even just concern but actual like terror on his face like the the basically the the emotion that i thought he would have at the funeral and like you know after like he after he was experiencing his the death of his child yeah no absolutely that is it that's yeah there you go his reaction to grief was worse than the incident itself. Is this movie is something fucking else, dude? <laughs> I mean, it's really like it's a tall order to unpack something this chock full um, in the same day that you've watched it. Because we're, st- I'm still like reeling. My mind is like. And it makes me it makes me feel really weird talking about it and trying to figure out even after reading. Lars saying like, dude, I just, I put stuff down and I don't, I don't think that I'm not interpreting it like that. Like, I don't think that he's just like, oh, I just put shit in here willy nilly and there it is. But like, I feel like, <laughs> I don't know if he tried to leave this open ended or if he has his own answers and he doesn't want to give us the answers. Cause it could be that it could be like one of those things where, like we said, like he was in a mental hospital for months. He was dealing with really fucking shitty depression during this, like having a really hard time shooting it and dealing with everything. What if like this is this is like a real a real personal story of his or it like it reflects a personal story of his, but it's just told differently and he doesn't want to give those answers because it's like some really personal shit and he was like I just want to to make this and put it out there like maybe what if that's why he didn't want to make another movie because he was like i don't know how to say this i don't know how to do this and maybe that's why he just kept going and he just kept putting shit down because he was like this is how i'm feeling this is what's going on like you might not be able to interpret this but i'm just gonna fucking make it well i do think it's pretty interesting that um anytime you know humans watch movies we immediately try to figure them out and rationalize them we have to know everything and in the movie, at one point, um, they have a conversation where Willem says, I'm going to be nature, all the things that people feel, I think. And he's like, and you're going to be like rationality, essentially. Like you're going to be thought and rationality. And I feel like that perfectly sums up you and I trying to figure this. Like there's there's na- nature, there's hum- there's nature, and then there's like the rationality of people and the thought. And I think everyone's like, I need to figure out this movie. We need to like get to the bottom of this. Yeah, and then even farther into that, even based off of that same line, I tried to use my rationality in trying to figure out what he was saying with that. And I was like, earlier in the movie, she's referring to nature as, uh, what was it, the Church of Satan or like... Uh, Nature, the line is nature is Satan's church. Nature is Satan's church. And even I was trying to like put those together. So it even aligns back to what you were saying right now. <laughs> like it, it tags on to that. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, I mean, there's, there's a lot like, there's a lot to unpack here. Like it's because, because when someone asked Lars, like, what is the point of the movie or what did you, what was your, I don't know, what was your, your point of making it? And he, he was like, 
I just went with what I felt and made this and I can't tell you why or how and how like kind of how dare you ask me. So like here we are trying to rationalize it instead of just. And you know what? I get that because the way I see that is almost like he's trying to he's trying to keep a traumatic part of his life under wraps maybe because I feel that in the same way that like for I've only just started talking about some of my things recently like or been like more open about some stuff but for the longest time like if anyone asked me about certain traumatic parts about my life it was literally just like no I'm not talking to you about this you don't get to ask me that like it's just that's for me and that's for no one else like that's it yeah so I feel like that might be what he's doing with this movie yeah I think so I mean like I said, you can't make a movie like this this viscerally and this this grounded and not know exactly what you're doing. Yeah, dude. E- even if he just followed like fo- like f- just sort of followed impulses to make it, like you don't make a movie like this unless you know deeply firsthand what depression is like and trauma is like. You just don't. <laughs> yeah, maybe don't watch this if you're going through a bad time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trigger warning. If I watched this literally while I was going through like, like, you know how when we started watching it and she was like bashing her head on the toilet and she was like freaking out and stuff. I made a comment that I was like, I know that this guy has experienced some really fucked up shit because those reactions, like, I don't know if it's her that's also experienced stuff or it's under uh, Lars direction, but someone involved in that knows really like what it is to like, just lose your fucking shit after losing something insanely important to you. Mm-hmm. And I was watching it and I was like, dude, like I obviously I didn't go uh, like bolting uh, weights to someone's leg and whatnot. But uh, like a lot of her like actual good like trauma issues. Yeah, good for me. A lot of her actual like issues before that, like what I would say is in the real world, you know, before everything. That shit is raw as fuck. And that shit is like that is what you feel when you lose fucking everything. Yeah. The specificity of it is really um yeah it's pretty impactful (laughs) there's even weird little parts like while they're on their way over to this cabin it's crazy that we're like an hour and we haven't even got to the cabin yet i know well like i guess i guess we have but we've gone back and forth but while they're on their way to the cabin and all this shit is going on like this dead little chicken with ants all over it falls out of the tree and i feel like that was like another thing for like shitty things are happening to you but it's going to keep going. Like, it's there's going to be all these little things on the road. Because that was literally like, I saw that as a literal bump in the road. They're yeah, walking uh-huh. down an actual road. And then all of a sudden, dead chicken comes down. Crow comes down and fucking, like, starts destroying it as ants are already eating its dead fucking body. Yeah. It was, yeah. Accurate. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, this is when they, like, get over all that book and all that shit. Um, she starts hearing her child crying at one point, too. Which is, I mean, so much of this film was not, like, cliche at all, but that, I I probably could have guessed that was going to happen. That part and her walking naked into the woods, those were two parts that yes. were, like, those yes. both had to happen. There was also a lot of, like, a, a lot of um not, f- not necessarily full frontal, but, like, half frontal, because they were, like, usually clothed from the waist up and then just running around, like kids would do, like, just running around naked. <laughs> But, yeah. like, not fully naked, except that one time. Uh, it was, like, a lot. It was just, yeah, it was a lot to, to take in. 
Yeah, it's very true. Um, uh, same for her with Willem Dafoe's abnormally large penis. Lot to take in. Lot to take in. Lot to take in. Lot to take in. Rim shot. Rim shot. Literally. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I don't want to know what was going in there. Um. So now, when they're in the cabin, this is when those ticks are like crawling all over Willem Dafoe's hand, and I actually. Oh, you mean I'm, his stand by me leech moment? I'm gonna go ahead and say that I think that was the scariest part of the movie. Yeah, t- you were like, you were losing your mind. You were like snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? Like you were like upset. No, that's fine. I own a snake. I don't want fucking. I don't want to see. Just it's all those. It's not even just that it was ticks. It is. That's a lot of it. But that they were like so close together, and there were so many of them, and they just like they have that weird fucking like shine to their body, and like they're just so like smooth but then on the opposite like you can't tell what they they look like corn and on the other side they're just like the fucking reincarnation of whatever the devil is whatever like whatever you want to call a bad devil i don't know dude and they were all clustered and on his hand like it was just so i mean it reminds me of that image of like when like a person is all teeth oh my gosh by the way uh, a great argument for your succubus theory huh like a great like because what do ticks do? Like suck, oh. bleed. Like if if you're going to use it as kind of a, wow. like a symbol symbolism kind of a thing, because it's the first it's the first thing that really happens to him in a negative sense, right? Like he c- encounters the. But not only that's the first thing that happens when I feel like like when I personally feel like they left the real world, because I feel like even on their walk to the cabin. I feel like all of that was real too, mm. maybe. Well, well, no, no, no. Actually, I take that back because the dough was there. And I don't think that could have been real if the dough was there. Yeah, maybe. Although... But it's close to the beginning. But no, yeah, I get what you're saying, though. I mean, it is It is the first moment of, like, kind of aside from the dough. But the dough is, you know, deers are used so much, you know, in symbolism and films and TV. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like... You walk Almost. into like a random forest. You're alone. There's a deer right there. It's a, you have that moment. One single deer. You have that although, moment. Although where you no both other, no, although no other deer turned around and had such a surprise in store. That um, no, that, that no fucking way. That turned it on its head. But um, literally. Um, but uh, yeah. I don't know. I think the I think those those ticks or whatever they were, and he, the way he treats them. He doesn't freak out. He just sort of like quietly goes about removing them. Hillary, I would chop my fucking hand off. I know. That's what you said. You were like, I would not even keep my hand. I would just. It wouldn't even just be the fact that I don't think I could make it out of that. It would be like I would look at it and that would be the end of my fucking life. (laughs) I'm not. No, there's there's nothing I could do to like ever. Like I cannot take enough showers to br- to get that out of my mind or out of my body i'm done yeah i'm done yeah so it's hard it's, but it. you're right it and they are a weird color i don't know it, you're right it is it is i think the first like truly like surreal kind of weirdness you know what else it was it was the first hint into this being an alternate secret window 
There was a few things that I really we said secret, it like early no, on. You made no, a Johnny you, no, Depp. No, you you said it because you said there was a scene in the kitchen and you said Willem Dafoe is he wearing eyeliner? He looks like he's wearing eyeliner. And we that went was back the and, first and, hint. Yeah, and I and I said, oh, this is kind of like a like a sort of Johnny Depp in the cabin movie sort of thing. And you and, and I don't then, know if you noticed, but I was silent. <laughs> I did. I did notice, and then later on, you were like, "This is becoming more and more a secret window." Like this movie is becoming more and more a secret window, and you're like, "I like this film, but it's becoming more a secret window." <laughs> and it was like, it was. I was already confused with this movie, and then that confused me even more because I was like, "I don't like any bit of secret window, but I really like this, <laughs> and I'm starting to see some parallels, and I really don't like that I'm seeing these parallels. Yeah, I know because it's well, not the same. It's not like Willem Dafoe, Johnny Depp, world's different. Johnny Depp is fine. Secret window, he's not. But apparently. Um, and uh, you know what? Here's the thing. Willem Dafoe and Secret Window may be fine. That might have been fine. Mm. Right? Maybe, it, no, it's still a fucking stupid novella. It wouldn't be fine. But it'd be better. But this one is better because it's the most fucked up thing in the world. So Yeah. They, yeah. There's another parallel too, though. Um, and I don't think it is. No one else thinks it is, but I think it is. Yeah, that's what it is. So there's a scene where you just have this shot, center shot, Willem Dafoe's face, very surreal, and there's just acorns falling all down, like raining all around him. And it just, when I was watching it, this was right around the time that I started to see the secret window parallels, and I was (laughs) just imagining Johnny Depp right there with his obnoxious hair and his little reading glasses, but... (laughs) <laughs> like, but 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 nacho cheese Doritos, like just falling, all like raining down all around him. Yeah, and they also make a really weird comment about acorns at some point in the film, where they say acorns don't cry. I cannot answer that. You, if you came here for an answer for that line, I don't have that. I mean, they they do rain down like tears. Hillary has that. If you came here for that answer, Hillary has it. Well, and in throughout the film, elements are a big factor because in the beginning when they're having all that raw sex, um, there's just like every kind of water you can think of. is Like there's like water, there's acorns, there's nature, there's trees, there's green grass. She becomes part of the green grass in her imagination. Oh, that was weird. Like, yeah, she becomes like like an Oompa Loompa. No, no. Were they green? No, they're not green. Like the Grinch. She makes, she's more like the Grinch. Yeah, I was going to say Oompa Loompas are more like Donald Trump. Yeah, I was like, wait, <laughs> no, that's wrong. Um, But yeah, so there's like this whole like natural element thing. And then to have it rain. I mean, there, but the acorns like assault the house to where like the first time you hear them, you actually think it's a horror movie where something weird. You think it's getting... ghosts or something or like some like, paranormal shit going on. Yeah, it's an, it's an aggressive assault by the tree. <laughs> and they say acorns don't cry and that's just a weird thing to say. And then after that, they say nature is Satan's church, by the way. That... But you know, you know what the fucking wife says right after too? She starts like running around. She's like, I'm cured. You're so clever. And then me and you looked at each other and we were like, shut this shit the fuck down. Yeah. That's that's like that's like uh, something you'd say in a horror movie where you're like, like, oh, I'm going to go down and just check out the basement. No, don't go down in the basement. Like, you're so clever. What would we say? Oh, it's like the mafia. It's like what the mafia says to you before they dump you in. Uh, the- you're so clever. How, about, how do you like it if I put these things on your leg and throw you down into the river? Yeah, you're so clever. 
You're so clever. You're really clever. You're gonna be clever. Yeah, I'm forever. gonna eat a hoagie and lose <laughs> lose some money on some gambling. I still love your I still love your your impression. What do we say? What do we say? Your I was like that impression sounds like um, like um cure, cured meats cigar, and cigars, cigars cancer, you like, like uh, yeah, lost you, lost bets. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, raviolis. Oh my God. Yeah. Ra- <laughs> raviolis. Yeah. There you go. But like, yeah, the you're so clever thing. We were like, oh no, this, this, no, this ain't going. This is no. Mm-mm, mm-mm. When so, a woman, when a woman says that, she never means it. <laughs> and then, like I said, too, this chapter, we're we're on chapter pain right now. I don't know if I announced that we're on chapter pain. But this oh, yeah, is we... currently Chapter Pain, and it ends right after she's like, "I'm cured. You're so clever." D- Johnny or Johnny Depp. <laughs> <laughs> Defoe walks over to like just this grassy area, and he sees something, and he like kind of like moves some shrubbery over, and it's a fox that's literally eating itself. Mm-hmm. And then it fucking looks at the camera, and it's like, "Hello." And then it, and Chaos yeah, and then it rains, and then it answers in a mafia voice. Yeah. Chaos reigns. <laughs> it's literally like the dawn of the mafia is like, what's up? Hey, well, I'm chaos be raining up in here. You yeah. know I'm a fox and I'm eating myself, but you, you got to get away from your wife. Yeah. She's not good, huh? You want, me, you want me to get it? I could take care of her. <laughs> Which, by the way, an argument could be made for the fact that a um, eviscerated, self-eviscerated fox is speaking. To Willem Dafoe, who's the mad one? I don't know. That's a very good point because animals didn't talk to anyone else ever in this movie except for right then and there. And it's in a man's voice, which is interesting. But he said chaos reigns. Okay, you know what? Should we try to break that down? Because I feel like that has that is the just only leave it time. Alone. Just well, no, 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 no. You, no, you're right. Move on. Um, so that's no. one of the only things in the movie like that's the only time an animal talks that's that line really stands out but i don't know why yeah um i don't know why what okay okay we have to figure out what what is the chaos because there's a lot of chaos in this movie but this is okay what what do we have in this this is the pain chapter I enjoy the fact that I I googled chaos reigns just now, and it's in the Urban Dictionary as a phrase originating from the movie Antichrist. Part oh, of shit. one true. Nowadays, chaos reigns is used to shift a conversation, either concurring with or disapproving of what has been said. But that's so, so funny that it's in the Urban Dictionary. Holy shit. Another usage of chaos reigns is to accept a story as to be fucked up beyond all recognition. Fuck. <laughs> so now it's been like co-opted into you know modern day society. Um, so maybe we do need to move on <laughs> based off of that. Well, when I hear chaos reigns, though, what comes to mind is not pain or despair. What comes to mind is grief. I feel like when you're in a period of grief, it is it's it's chaos like you have no control over what grief does to you how it takes hold of you um but wouldn't that would that go into pain though 
because of the pain that she's feeling and like how she's reacting to things like the way that she's um reacting to everything with this violent like hateful sex like could that be part of chaos reigning like her acting these ways like not exactly the act of what she's doing but the fact that it's happening happening in general maybe i mean it's also like literally just before the third act where it does become chaotic (laughs) You know what? That's true too. It could because immediately, like we said, the animals come, and then it's the next chapter. So that fox looks at him and says, "Chaos reigns," and then we move into despair. But then I guess there's two parts of it. Like, do we think that the fox is saying stuff based off of itself, based off of it being pain, or do we think it's introducing us to the next chapter of this? It's hard to the say. Next chapter of the um, process. I like the fact, though, that the Criterion Collection has a little bit on this and saying um, the film occasionally walks the line between the scary and the wacky. Among its claims to infamy is the instant classic sequence in which Defoe encounters a rather talkative fox in the woods. <laughs> so, like, I like how this Wait, has been a very, very talked fuck. about moment. It's like the scene in Secret Window where Johnny Depp looks at a squirrel and passes out. <laughs> Is it? Oh my god! Maybe. All right. Well, that's fine. That's just fine. Um. So yeah, basically, we're in chapter three now. We're in despair. We're getting not even. Not, I can't even say toward the end. It's a lot happens here. This is pretty yeah, much when all that shit happens. That we talked. We actually talked about a lot about this, so we could skip through some of it. There was like the sacrificial art on the walls. You know, when he goes into the attic, he finds his wife's journal. That's when they're talking about like I'm nature, all things you call nature, blah blah blah. And then, but you know what he does say in that line? He does say um, when he says I'm nature, all the things you call nature. He continues and he goes, the kind of nature that causes people to do evil things against women. Women do not control their own bodies. Nature does. She says that. But then what they said earlier... Oh, that was her that said that. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's because pit- he comes back and he's like, the literature that you used in your research was about evil things against women, but you read it as proof of evil women? Basically, she was saying that like if nature is evil and women don't con- control our own bodies because we're so under the thumb of nature... That women are there by, I guess, evil. But then at the same time, they're calling nature other things. So I feel like when they even say nature, can I assume... Like, what what do I have to assume that they're talking about when they refer to nature? I think it's both... I think it's obviously a physical representation in this movie. You know, animals and acorns and shit. And also just, I think it's the, you know, more subversive nature. Okay. In that sense, she's talking about, I mean, she's talking about the natural world and, like, women's, like, body processes. <laughs> how nature processes. is. Yes, how nature is in control of those things. And, yeah. But she also says, like, later in the film, not to skip too far ahead, but she makes that uh, point. I she, think we're past that point, Hillary. Yeah, I know. Well, she says um, a crying woman is a scheming woman. Yeah, she's been crying a lot. And she cried the whole movie. So that just calls into question a whole bunch of shit. And also that goes more towards nature, right? Like 
women's nature is supposed to be more emotional. And if you're, by the way, and if you're not, this is a little side note, um, not a personal note. If you're not emotional, the number one thing I hear men say to me and to my friends and like good, good men and bad men is like the number one thing they say to hurt you as like a friend or a boyfriend or even like a colleague is like, you're so cold. Mm. Women nah. hear that all the time. Like I've heard, I've, I've, I literally heard it like once in the last week. <laughs> like, and, and so <laughs> did my friend. So <laughs> yeah. You're so cold. I'm so cold. Um, and so, and, and, and so did my, so did my friend too. Um, you know, some, in, in both cases, it was like someone we knew that was like attempting to like hurt us or like lash yeah. out, um, for no reason, by the way. Um, but they were like, that you're so cold is the first place that men go when speaking to women. Like you only care about your career. You don't have any empathy. You're so cold. So like this whole thing about nature and what she's saying and a crying woman is a skinny, like there's a whole calls into question, like the emotionality of women, um, the natural state of that, like, and how men weaponize that fact all the time. But here it's being weaponized the other way. A crying woman is a scheming woman. But then could it be seen as like, you know, he's using a woman to try to make it seem like it's not as bad, but it's still like trying to attack them? Yeah. I mean, that's that's the, the that's a very high level manipulation. Yeah. Personally, like, I don't know exactly what it is. I guess we'll, we'll try to come to an answer to that at the end of this. I think we'll try. We'll try. We'll, we'll do our best. I don't know if we'll get there. <laughs> It's like as soon as I convince myself, like it's it, it's hard. But it's something. Like, then you're like, wait, no. But then there's this. So can it be? Yeah, that? yeah. You're like, who is who is the the bad guy here? You know, like you, I switch back and forth sometimes. There's part. There are parts where you were like, well, I'm kind of on Willem's side now, and then you would not be on his side. Like, like it's it's fucking hard. So it's a lot for like to wrap my brain around, honestly. <laughs> I haven't thought this deep about a movie in quite a while. Yeah, I'll actually agree. I've been watching nothing but dog shit lately, so I mean, yeah. I mean, I've watched good films, but like not things that like this kind of allegorical and like subjective where I feel like I'm probably not making any sense on this podcast at all. And your listeners are like, please shut the fuck up. I can't imagine I'm doing too well either. If you're not <laughs> if you're not doing good, I'm not doing any better. I'm going to go ahead and throw that out there. I'm like I believe everything I say in the moment and then I get and then you try to talk about it and you get lost as the words are coming out of your mouth yeah. and then you're like am I making any sense at all? I can't imagine I kept saying I can't imagine what it was like to shoot this film as these actors to like keep it straight in their heads like what part of the movie they're in, where their state of mind is at and to make all the choices whether it's like just by instinct or an actual like thought out choice, like God, this movie did not look like any fun to make. And I love like dark characters. I love playing dark characters, but this looked like like work. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say this looked like real like fucking hard ass work. This looked insane. Like you don't come out of that unscathed, honestly. No, you're like questioning your life. You're like shit. Did I just like- yeah. Like your DNA is forever altered after like going into like I just was in awe of like how far they went. Oh, anyway, that's neither here nor there. But as an as an actor, I felt like I had to comment on that. So pretty much around this time, and it kind of goes into what we were talking about a second ago. She wants to start getting hit during sex. 
during their brutal fucking sex, and then Willem's like, no, I'm not doing that. And then she's like, okay, then you don't love me, and then just starts, like, running off into the forest. And then she <laughs> lays next to this tree and starts, like, violently masturbating. Yeah, that's the best way to describe that. And then he tr- then he shows up. He does. And then it's, like, tree people. Yeah, well, okay, but also there's an ass double. And his ass doubles 20 years younger than him easily. And then, yeah, yeah, all around the tree, there's, like, little, like, arms and hands, like, coming out, right? It was just arms and hands, right? It was just arms and hands, but they were, like, growing out of the earth. And maybe maybe those are the women that appear at the end of the movie. I don't know. I think they are, because otherwise I don't know what that is. But then again, what would that symbolize there? Like, if that is those same girls, what is the reasoning that their arms were coming out? And why was it while they were having sex on that tree? You pose an interesting question. I don't know if I have the answer to that. I mean, well, the the, the earth coming out of the earth makes sense. And like sort of the tree of life, you know, women, earth, tree. There's a tree in the Garden of Eden. You know, the apple grows on it. Um, I didn't see any apples. There was no apples, but like I think it has something to do with it's definitely. I just saw a bush. <laughs> it's definitely women's hands for sure. It's 200 virgins. Okay, or that. I don't have any end, dude. Do you have any? Okay, we could, we're could. we just going to skip to the end for a quick second right now. Cause yeah, I, skip to the end. Do you have any answers to those women popping up at the end? I don't know. Because that is, that is what I think I am the most confused about. Like this right here with the hands thing. And that I have no answers for that. I don't even I don't even have any theories. Well, you could you could say that they're um, I don't know necessarily what I believe yet, but you could say that they're sort of like all the women that have been harmed kind of thing because they were faceless. So victims, you know, they were all their faces were blurred out. So that has to mean something. I mean, you but know, what were they harmed by th- that? I don't know. But like but. The, the because that's face. that's important, right? If we if they were harmed, we we need to know and we need to break down what they were harmed by. Yeah. To figure this out, right? I mean, I think it's more of a statement that their identity was stripped. Okay. And there's that, and there's a way in which when there's crimes committed against women, it it sort of, in a way, takes away your identity. What if his wife was in there? Do you think she was? That's interesting. Yeah, what if his wife was one of those people? I mean, that's very possible. I do really want to know what the... Okay, so if they were victims of something, maybe maybe it it is a mental illness thing. Like, it's a take on the mental illness and, like, maybe not getting proper help and then he kills her. Yeah, yeah, I lost it. Lost it. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I'm not getting anywhere with that. I don't fucking have an answer to this. I don't. I'm I'm baffled. Yeah, it, that 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 last scene is the epilogue is a lot to take in. Honestly, um, I feel like without the epilogue, I'd be like a little less confused. Still very confused, but like that is the part that it it stops me from getting like a concrete answer, at least for myself. Yeah, I. I don't know if I have one, honestly. It's because I go back and forth with like, like, like what what was her agency in all this? And this this was if this was mental illness, then 
who's the one who's mentally ill because again like Willem saw a fox talk to him and say chaos reigns and then he sees all these women at the end so like who's the crazy one I don't know so the way I almost see okay I think in the in the very beginning of the movie she is mentally ill because toward the end okay in the beginning we don't see what happens we just see the kid jump out the window in the end of the movie we see an extended part of that scene and while they're having sex the mother looks over because remember even earlier in the movie when i was talking shit on her when she was like oh i was i think it's my fault i knew he was getting up at the middle of the night and whatnot and he was walking yeah. around and remember i was like then why didn't you just close the fucking window yeah you know like i was genuinely like like why the, if you knew that was happening why wouldn't you close it later in the movie we see an extended version of that scene and while they're having sex she looks up and she watches her child walk through the window she knew it was happening yeah and there's also that whole weird f- feet thing that's what i want that's literally what i was trying to get to right now that's <laughs> thank you that was like perfect so that all happens and then Willem says that he had an autopsy performed on the child, and he's like, well, it doesn't make much of a difference, but they find out that there's, like, a weird abnormality, and it's that there's a deformity of the bones in his feet. And then that's when, remember, so earlier in the film I said that, like, he was looking at something, and he never noticed something about his three-year-old child, and that was that he has, like, fucking devil feet. And you see, like, some flashbacks of the mother putting these giant, obnoxious fucking, like, Tims on his feet (laughs) so that... They're literally Tims. They're child Tims. And and it's so that you can't see his devil feet. And, like, Willem's looking at these pictures, and he's like, what the fuck? Like, he's looking at it like, why did I never notice that he's always wearing these? And I didn't, it was like he never saw his feet before. Or is it that, you know, kind of like a maybe a Munchausen sort of a thing where she put it, she's putting the shoes on him, and that kid is screaming bloody murder. So, like, I want... Oh, shit. Because they have the one where she's tying it and he's like fucking not having a good time. So I wonder if like, I, I, I don't know if this, I mean this, I, I swear to God, everything coming out of my mouth right now, I'm like, I don't know if this makes Me, guys, a this lick of sense. Guys, this is just a theory episode. Yeah, this, this is I'm just gonna, like. I'm literally going to call this the theory episode. But like the fact that the shoes and, and it's not just one photo because he shows her the one photo and she's like, oh, that was a weird day. God, that's weird. That looks weird. And then he sees so many more where they're always like that. So I wonder if she put him on the wrong feet and maybe the, the feet became deformed because kids are, you know, little and their yeah. bones are still being still formed. Forming. So I wonder if she deformed him in some way. I don't know if you could. Can you? I mean. No, can no. You, that's can a, you that's... do that just by putting shoes on the wrong way? I don't know. It seems like crazy as a thought, as a theory. But... No, yeah. Well, yes, yes. Uh, to answer your question, yes, you can because there are like um, there are some studies about like people that wear heels very often, like heels for years and years, and it changes the shape and the structure of your feet. Oh, I guess, and there's and also there's like ancient foot binding in China. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Which is kind of like wearing heels, but yeah, foot binding would make their feet very small on purpose so that could be a thing too what i was getting i thought that well i said it i was like oh damien i was like this is the omen like that's a fucking devil child and that's when i was getting more because i'm I'm focused on this religion thing i was like i was trying to figure out who the fuck is the devil because i after she did that whole like my i thought she wasn't the devil because her feet were burning when she's walking like what i thought was hell you know in the garden of eden or whatever and i'm like there's no way the devil's feet would be burning so that's why I thought it was like Defoe for a while. And during oh. this, it's like... Also, did this did this kid fall out that window 
Because he can't walk, like... Because he can't... No, he knew where he was going. Because his feet are deformed, like... I almost thought that, like... I almost thought later in the movie, I started to think, like, was he sacrificing himself, or did she, like... Did she convince him to do it or something? Is that why she was watching, like, patiently? Like, I don't know, dude. Well, he was also pl- he was also playing with those figurines. He was, but then he climbed up there and, like, knocked all of them down and then just walked straight down. Yeah. I mean... I don't know, but I do. I, I do. I do remember the scene where he's like they're in the field and she's putting it on him, and he is screaming. So, yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. And why would they show that if if she was just trying to hide his feet? You know, like if those were shoes that were big enough to hide his feet, like she just didn't want people to know because she has a devil child or whatever. Why would he be screaming that much? I don't think he's a devil child. No, he's not. And I don't it, like at the time I thought he might have been. But as it ends, like, no, I, I think that, well, if I'm still believing that the first part is, like, the real world or whatever, that I think that she was a mother with a very bad mental illness and she wanted to kill her child. Yeah. I don't know what reason, but I think she wanted to get rid of that child. Like, whether it was just something, like, deeply seated in her mind that was just telling her like I have to get rid of it or she was just like I don't want this responsibility anymore or it was like or if we go back into Willem Dafoe being shallow and not there it could have been like I need to fucking get back at this asshole for not caring about us yeah there's a lot (laughs) there's a lot here I don't know these theories are fucking endless the theories are endless um we could literally talk about it till like the sun came up tomorrow and we'd still have like easily theories. But I, 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 I am really coming around to the idea that she is mentally ill from the beginning from before and and that inciting incident. Before anything happened. Yeah. I, I don't think that, I think that incident might've like sent her more deeper, but like I, I do think that maybe. Uh, by the way, anyone who's going to write a thesis on what she was writing about has to be a little bit imbalanced to begin with. I mean, it's a really dark topic. I wrote about assisted suicide when I was like twelve. I did a thesis on that. That was my college essay. It was on suicide. It was high five. Yeah. <laughs> dark souls. Uh, what's up? You know what happened around this time, too? He had that paper in the beginning of the movie. He was, like, drawing this pyramid. I think because during the movie, he's trying to figure out what's going on. It's like Willem Dafoe is trying to find answers with us, but about one side of the story. Yeah. Which is also really weird. He has, like, what did he write at the top? He wrote wrote me with a question mark at, like, what was the top of the pyramid, which I think was, wasn't that supposed to represent her issues? Yeah, but me being her. So like she, he was saying oh, she her. was me in quotes. So like yeah, not yeah, yeah. Okay, him, yeah. she was most afraid of her own capabilities. But did you see the side of the paper too? He also had Satan written down and nature written down, but he had crossed them out. And then that's when he wrote me. Yeah. So he was even battling with this. Was he, was he wondering if Satan was her biggest issue? Yeah, I think like so. she was. She was going toward that side. I think so. Okay, that's starting to make sense now. Well, around this time, she gets fucking pissed, and she attacks him. She's like, you're leaving me, you fucking bastard, but then immediately starts fucking him, and then she's just (laughs) like, I don't believe you love me, I don't believe you love me, and dude, this is when she gets up, like, just, it happens so fucking fast. She gets up off of on top of him, grabs 
a piece of firewood, this big old hunk of firewood, and bashes his fucking dick in with it. Yeah, that's accurate. <laughs> and this knocks him out. Fair. And then he stills a boner. This is when yeah, this is this is when that, you know, the Hollywood member makes its debut. I I enjoyed it. I mean, it was like front and center. It was like, "Whoa, okay, cool. There it is." It's not often you see a full dick in a movie and you continue to stare at it for a while. Mhm. But I've actually had that happen a few times in like the past 2 weeks. <laughs> so, and not neither okay. of them were porn. Yeah. So, sometimes it happens. But, you know, what? she she decides that she's a little turned on, so she jerks him off, and he starts ejaculating blood, which I will say is one of the most disturbing images in the world. Yeah, it's it's really unnerving. Really unnerving. It It doesn't just, like, hurt me in the sense that I have a penis and I don't want that to happen to me, but it just hurts me in the sense that it's everything wrong in the world. <laughs> Oh, this is this 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 is a random point, but I'm like looking at some. Uh, I'm look also simultaneously looking at some analysis online. I was looking up this the whole feet thing that we were talking about. Um, so it says when Defoe dis- when dis- when Defoe discovers th- from the autopsy that his son had misshapen feet, and from family photographs that Gainsborg systematically put the child's shoes on the wrong feet, we are of course. Not me, but these guys, of course, reminded of the devil's traditional cloven hooves. Oh, so it was both. Was she grooming him as an antichrist, like the sinister coven that ensnares the heroine of Polanski's Rosemary's baby? Or, although this need not be an alternative, is it an elaborate form of grief fantasy? Dude. Which is kind of what we're talking about. So... In a way, we were both right. It wasn't mm-hmm. that he was already the devil. She was trying to turn him into the fucking devil. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Well, I guess may- I'm going to put maybe at the end of everything we say. <laughs> like, I wonder if this woman, you know, if I had to guess, had like postpartum depression. Maybe. So in between giving birth and the death at age three or whatever he is, like, I wonder if she was, had postpartum depression that she was battling with. That would certainly cause someone to, you know, okay. make your child other. What if this isn't about a God complex, but a devil complex? I mean, hmm, that's possible. You know, like, she, she's trying to turn herself into the devil, maybe? Yeah, could be. That's kind of what it seems like it's going toward. Like, she either thinks she is or she is the Antichrist, in a sense. Well, it's also maybe taking back power because when you've been victimized systematically as a gender for ever, um, maybe it's her. Because she does say, like, she she sort of takes back power a couple of times when she's, like, a crying woman as a, as a scheming woman. And she obviously is, like, yeah. doing things to Willem that are, like, pretty horrific. Like, I wonder if it's, That's like, taking back the... Yeah, I know. Well, but I wonder <laughs> if it's, like, t- I wonder if it's, like, taking back power. Like, and that is more of a devil complex. That's more of, like, a... Like, yeah. she's doing what's been done t- to, you know, her gender and to her, maybe, we don't know, maybe there's a history of it in- with her. But then ca- that could lead into, like, another thing where it's, like, she's trying to take it back, but then she's trying to take it back in an unjust way 
and then that's why she dies in the end like when it's too much to take like i don't know like it just leads into other fucking rabbit holes yeah or you could argue that um you know willem defoe being judge and judge jury and executioner decides that she's you know too mad or too bad you're right because there's no one else around it's just them to deserve to live you know Jesus fuck, my brain is going I know, off. it's so much. I really feel like I'm making no sense, but maybe someone is getting something interesting out of this conversation. <laughs> I just really hope that after this, someone sends a long email with just a perfect explanation that I could just be like, that's it. I'm yeah. fine with that. Like, I'm good. I'm good now. I mean, it's, yeah, it's it's a labyrinthian film for sure. You know what's really fucking crazy, too? Like, we, me and you always have very long conversations when we do this stuff, but it's usually just because we are bullshitting and going on insane tangents. <laughs> have we gone on a single tangent beside, like, the no. fucking secret window shit this entire time? <laughs> no, there's no tangents. No one, we're, it's, it's one of those films that's, like, so, you know, artfully done and so serious that, like, I, you know, I feel, like, bad even trying to make a joke out of anything you know i don't feel bad whatsoever but i think i'm just distracted i'm just like yeah. legit distracted yeah your your brain's like i can't do the all these things at once no i can't but you know what you know what she can do all at once she could fucking drill a hole into willem dafoe's leg and put a fucking 50 pound weight into it and bolt it to his god oh my god yep why wasn't this chapter pain because this chapter was literal pain. I know. And then, oh my God. And then when he removes it and, and you were like, dude, he didn't take off the bolt. Dude. So the thing is, he doesn't want to remove it because he's trying to like find some tools to get rid of it. But right when she puts this on, like he's passed out during this because it's after she jerks him off with a bloody dick and all that. She fucking <laughs> chucks the wrench under the cabin, like just chucks it completely under so he can't get it off. And he's looking in the toolbox, can't get it off. And then he's just like, oh, fuck. So he starts dragging it around. And then later in the movie, he almost he gets the bolt like all the way completely off except for like the edge. And she starts coming toward him and he's like, fuck it, and just rips it out. And I'm like, oh, my God, you should have just done that earlier. Like, but I, I also get it because that's a really good that's a really good buildup like filmmaking wise and like storytelling wise like you know he's in that sense where he's like i don't want to fuck myself up i'm still trying to help this girl kind of a little bit but also i'm trying to get the fuck away from her mm. and then he can't get this thing off so he's but he's like you know i gotta keep it on i'm not trying to destroy my fucking leg and then later when she's coming at him he's like so close he's like so close but he's like fuck it i gotta just do it and i get it but it's so fucking brutal dude I'm just reading that this film screened at Cannes. Can you imagine being at Cannes? Being like, what? And then you just see this. And there's all. I mean, yeah. And then she. And then she like the 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 part that's really strange to me. And also a uh, film festival for anyone that doesn't know. Yeah, but the part that's strange, <laughs> the part that's strange to me is like her self mutilation. Yeah, I guess we should probably just get into that. I mean, because she's basically, like, removing that which makes her woman's, in a sense, like, at least, like, pleasure-wise, like... Well, because it made, it made me think of, um, like, you know, female genital mutilation. Yeah. But then that's another rabbit hole we're going down to. Well, are we back to the 200 virgins now? 
Yeah, I don't know. Like, 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 as soon as you think you've like got a handle on one aspect of this, you're like, but wait, it doesn't reconcile with this other thing. And now I'm like, oh man. Because then, because when I'm think I'm thinking religion through this movie, but like specifically, there's a lot of a lot of ties to Christianity. Like, it's a specific religion. It's not just religion in general. Yeah, it's right? definitely. I think it's definitely Christianity. But then the the female genital mutilation is is different. You know, that almost puts a different twist to it to the religion aspect of it. Yeah. So I don't. That part that easily, I mean, if anyone's heard this movie, like we said in the beginning, we said in the beginning, the click cutting it. What did what did you think about it? The what? The cutting? There's someone's car. There, there's someone's car just going the fuck off right now. That was me closing my window. Hopefully it's not as loud now. Someone's car is beeping. I'm, oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. What did you think of that scene? Like, oh, my God. Like, just like tell, tell me what exactly was going through your mind and then what you think of it in hindsight. It, it was terrible to watch and hear specifically. The sound of it was, oh, God. And it was just so extreme. I've never seen anything like that on film. Like, you kind of hear of the other way around, like people doing onto men some kind of like situation yeah. like that. The sort of like Lorena Bobbitt kind of situation. Um, but this is also different because of how graphic it is. Yeah, just as there's a just as there's an insert shot of just a penis, there is also an insert shot of just that. Yes, clear cut vagina. Yeah, it's not like she does it and like we see it in a wide shot and we're like your brain just sort of like gestalts it and goes, oh, that's what happened. No, there is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre effect where like you don't see the hook in and your brain fills in the blanks. They fill in every fucking blank. Like this isn't this isn't Mad Lib. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. You see a close up of this girl's full vagina full shot top to bottom and then it closes up good nice close-up on her clitoris and she's holding not only is she holding scissors she's holding the old school scissors black handle Mm -hmm. like fucked up jagged scissors the classroom scissors yep classroom scissors 100 percent. because they've been in that cabin for god knows how long dude and she pinches the 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 upper part of the vaginal yeah. region, am I am I being am I being? I'm being. It is good, right? I, I'm, le- I'm yeah. slowly. Oh, Brian. And then she fucking chops off her clitoris. Fucking blood starts gushing out. Fucking see the thing fall off on the floor. Piece of skin. It's 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 kind of hot. <laughs> it is not. Get oh, out of here. Oh, you're just Okay, okay. You're just trying you are just trying really hard right now to be contrary. I want to get a rise out of you guys. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> nope, not going to happen. Not on not on Caleb, not on this one. Oh, not on this one. Okay. It's just yeah, it I mean It was pretty hot though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like giving him like the cold death stare right now. Um, like, no. Oh, my God. But, yeah, that was, yeah, they just, I mean, there's no other way to put it than they went there, you know? And I guess, like, so there are a few things that happened before that. Like, before that, you do see the three beggars. And the whole point of the three beggars is that they're supposed to symbolize um, 
someone dying. Like when you see that the whole thing is when you see the three beggars, someone dies. And at one point in the movie too, like earlier, Willem Dafoe, like it's around the time that he's sitting there with a fucking thing on his leg. He's like, so are you going to kill me? And she's like, not yet. And then you see the three beggars a little while after that, but you see it the revolt, the revert, the, the roles get <laughs> reversed. And like, I think the whole point was, I think she, cause she even mentions, she says the three beggars aren't here. Do you remember that? Yeah, although I, one would one would assume though that if the three beggars show up and they are grief, pain, and despair, one would think it wouldn't be a homicide situation; it would be a suicide situation. You would, but I think the whole thing is that I don't know why I don't know why it was supposed to symbolize this, but I think that you know she sees herself as the devil, or she sees she either sees herself as the devil, and she needs to take the other one out i don't know if he's god or what he is like i don't know if just because he has the god complex she sees him as god or what's going on there but i think she sees him as like when the three beggars come they're taking the bad thing out or she could see it the complete opposite like she's god and she's taking the devil out but she's waiting for these things to come so that she can end this cycle yeah but it doesn't turn out that way because when the three beggars show up you know like i like i said the wrench got thrown under the house and this crow, like you see the deer, you see the the fox, and then he hears the crow. The crow's under him, so he like uses elbow and he fucking bashes the wood in in this cabin. And when he finds the crow, like he lets the crow out, but right under the crow, the wrench is there. So the crow, the crow was uh, the last one we see, right? Mm-hmm. So the crow represents despair. So at this point, what I'm getting is that he was he was in the feeling of like you know. He was definitely in that in that zone. He was the one with the despair at that point. Like shit was happening to him. He was about to get murdered, and the only way he didn't, he wouldn't, is if he found that wrench and the crow gave that to him. And she thought that these three beggars were coming to help her, but actually they were coming to help his situation. You know, like they were coming to like give him that wrench and be like, "Here you go, solve this shit." <laughs> and then he still ripped it out. Yeah, and then that's when he fucking rips that thing out of his leg. He didn't take off the bolt, so that was just also alarming. He he almost did, but the only thing was it was because she was attacking. I think he, like, had to do it in that moment. I'm pretty sure he felt like if he didn't rip it out in that moment so that he could move freely that he was going to die right then and there. Yeah. Right. So that happens. And then he strangles her. And in, in pretty aggressively. Dude, that zoom in on his thumbs just like press the fuck into her throat Mm -hmm. that was insane and you made a really good point too you were like this was probably a really hard scene to shoot like it probably went a little too far like on someone's end yeah because i've shot scenes not like that but i have been strangled on camera because i did like a discovery channel show and they and and like you know there's there's ways to do it where you are safe obviously but like if you really but you really kind of have to like get into it to like sell it and it looked like i mean i'm sure they were safe i'm sure they took all the precautions and everything but like sometimes you just kind of have to like it can be uncomfortable like and that looked that scene looked uncomfortable that looked like they went like a little like right up to the edge well she either told him to like actually choke her to like sell it or she was like 
she made sure that she wasn't going to shit herself and she was trying her fucking hardest because those those forehead veins yeah, I don't know um, how you fake that. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, you'd be surprised though like once once you basically like tell your body to react a certain way or like yeah. like kind of assume a position of like what it what it's like to, to be in that position like you're like physiologically like your body will like fill it like fill in the blanks like your body will actually start doing the things it's really weird it can be very like scary actually well i would say that if i just looked at a clip of that i would probably want to call that girl and be like are you okay like did you actually die because you look like you died (laughs) i know (laughs) i mean she was i mean she was committed all the way through they both were dude i want to say like that that is one thing like as confusing as this movie is and everything the acting is so fucking incredible like it it blew my mind yeah the stakes are so high while generally keeping it very like so well so low they whisper the whole time like it's very grounded it's very grounded and very earned and every time like they are screaming or like at kind of a peak it's so earned it never to me it never felt like a wrong note and i think me and you have even talked about it before on other episodes but like literally dude willem dafoe does not do wrong no that dude is <laughs> fucking committed to every role that he is ever in yeah he's 100 percent committed that's absolutely true okay so earlier you, you said something about that that line that was like a crying woman is a scheming woman and then right after she says um false in legs false in thighs false in breaths false in teeth hair and eyes mm-hmm. what the fuck does that mean <laughs> well if you think about those things individually those are the things in, that men are attracted to yeah yeah if you that, that's like a you know objectification of all of the different parts body parts that men you know are usually definitely drawn definitely. In, drawn in by so um Maybe that she's saying it's false, you know, false because they're, you know, falling for the wrong things. I mean, I've done I've I've done roles where. Um, or could it be an allegory to like changing yourself to please men? Also, yeah. Although one definitely not this woman. No, no, no. There is nothing fake about her. That is a that is a raw, uncut woman right there. <laughs> <laughs> This is oh not the director's God. cut. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Careful with the word cut. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I do think, I mean, my immediately I think those are all the things that, you know, men, you know, will even compliment you on. Like, you know, I love your eyes or like every man's like a breast man. Are you a breast man or not? Like, I don't know. Like, those are all of them. Well, they didn't say butts, and I'm an ass man, so. I know. Well, that was the one thing they didn't mention, but there are plenty of those in the movie, so. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and say it can't be about about that, because butts are, that's one of the first ones. That should be at the top of the list, if that's what we're coming for. <laughs> True. But also, it's a, woman, it's a woman saying it, so I don't know if she would necessarily prize asses at the top, but. Hillary, fake asses are at the top of the game right now. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think false. Yeah. So a woman crying is a woman scheming. So it's basically saying that like 
there's so much more going on here than is on the surface. And, um, you know, we're more than the sum of our parts, I guess, maybe. Hmm. The real danger li- the real danger lies within, I guess. Well now this I think we've officially um we've officially covered everything actually. We kind <laughs> of like we we bounced around and we went a little back right now, but we covered everything. The last thing that happens that we didn't talk about is after he strangles her, he takes her outside and he pours gasoline all over her and he he sets her body on fire. And then we see like a ton of like mannequin bodies laying everywhere as he's walking through that forest and then that's when he ends up like eating all the little the little fruits and stuff in the garden of eden or the forest of eden and then that's when all the girls with the blurred faces start walking toward him and like surround him but they're not like angry like none of them are angry they're all like like, he's smiling there's a lot of light on his face which gave me like again like thinking was he god yeah i it it's very much a question mark very much a question mark. I mean, there's so many women. There's so many. I thought that after we discussed everything else and we eventually got to this point that I would have some kind of theory or final answer. And I don't. <laughs> I'm even more confused than when I started. Yeah, I don't know. I just I do think there's something about like erasing identity and a, a, like a broader statement about that because of the blurred faces and stuff. I do think there's something really powerful in that image, at least for me. Maybe that's just what I'm responding to and someone else. It's a powerful image. I just don't know what's behind it. Yeah. Well, also also interesting if if what you just brought up, what did you say? False, false in... Um, false, false in legs, false in thighs, false in breasts, false in teeth, hair and eyes. Yeah, I mean, to literally, like, remove your face also removes your falsehood, I guess, in a way, maybe. I don't know. Um, I just, what I really want to know is if these are, like, if these were all, like, abused women or something, and if this is them being freed, or if it's, like, I get, one of those videos said something about, like, witch trials and shit like that or something, and then being freed, but I don't think that sounds right. Yeah, um, there's a there's a Criterion article that's pretty in depth that also references a lot of witch culture, hmm. but the, but the but the whole idea because you know I'm from Boston, right? So hello yeah. Salem, Massachusetts. Salem. Like the 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 whole thing with witch trials and witch culture was a misogyny committed against women. It oh was, yeah. Like it, it, it doesn't actually have to do with magic. There's something in here I saw. Oh, that you was... have a black cat. I'm gonna burn you at the stake, you witch. Yeah. So like, so the idea that women are intrinsically evil. Here's a quote from a 1485 treatise, "The Hammer of Witches," written by a Catholic Church inquisitor. Right. And here's the quote. Women are by nature instruments of Satan, by nature carnal, a structural defect rooted in the original creation. God damn. Yeah, I know. So. It is so insane to think that people thought like that at one point. Like, are you fucking kidding me? You were made from women. Yeah. So a structural defect rooted in the original creation. And so if the original creation is Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, there's a structural defect yeah i mean yeah i mean i think it's about all of the years and 
hundreds and thousands of years of abuse towards women. And you could argue that Willem somehow came to embody that for her, whether it's, you know, true or not. Like he came uh-huh. to represent that, you know, that stance. So she tried to get, I wouldn't say like, well, re- I guess revenge or just. But then if that, if that is what it is, isn't that kind of a fucked up ending with all of these women gathering around and praising one single man? Yeah, I, I don't know if I saw that as praise, though. It's the, the faceless thing is the weird part. Of, I They were faceless, but they didn't. I don't I didn't feel I didn't feel anything threatening in the way that they were coming toward him, you know, especially in the way that he didn't feel anything like he was happy when they were walking toward him you know it was almost like he solved something yeah so that's what really throws me off yeah me too i don't know i don't know because the ending the ending comes off as Willem defoe is the good person right i mean it, it also could be a false positive like it yeah you're right i mean maybe it's maybe it's and and we keep calling into question his own sanity in this whole situation because there's certainly been clues to the contrary. So is this his imagination? Like, who's the crazy one? What if he's just insane? What if <clears throat> what if the epilogue is the epilogue because it's not real? He's yeah. just imagining it. Wait, that could be it too, though. He's imagining that all these women are flocking to him. That He's like the fucking, he's like the champion. He's like the leader. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah. I did it. Yeah, because the prologue is the toddler death, and then the epilogue is this. That's fucking weird. Hmm. Um, my final answer is I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we're close. We're, get, we're almost there, but I just... I think we got a lot closer than, like, anything else that we watched about it. Yeah, but that's I still, true. I, I get, but I get why no one has... Uh, a full, a full explanation of this because I don't know how you how you get it. Yeah, I mean, to get there, you would really have to go dark and deep on a lot of things, including your own trauma, probably because like it's so much about trauma to women. Like you kind of, I mean, it's it's this is this is yeah, this ain't for the faint of heart, people. No, not at all. If you're not prepared to think, maybe don't watch this. Yeah. Yeah, because it'll just piss you off. It'll just make you really fucking angry, and then it'll have you talking on a podcast for two hours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean... Hillary, this is actually uh, officially the longest Horror Soup episode ever. Oh my gosh. And it's the most serious one, too. Yikes. I know. <laughs> this is insane. It's like, what... what, what what is this? A, like like a fi- like an actual film review podcast now? I know what's going on. Am I, <laughs> am I like actually talking about things? Like is this is this what everyone was complaining about me not doing on my are new you, show? Yeah. Are you actually <laughs> critically thinking about film? Is that what's happening here? Yeah. Maybe I should just send this to everyone that was mad about me just calling Johnny Depp ugly for like an hour and a half. Yeah. You don't even have to pretend to be like like you're like this is it. You're very serious in this in this one. Except you're right, also shirtless, well, so that just makes it weird, but, you know. I Oh, I yeah, well, you know what? <laughs> you know what? You, you gotta be shirtless around women when you're talking about possible bad things toward women, right? Never, never a bad idea. Never. <laughs> um, so, 
that was Antichrist. I don't think we have an answer, and that's fine. I'm anti-answer. <laughs> I'm anti-answer. So I'm going to go ahead and say there's two kills in this movie. There's the kid. There's the mom. I guess maybe Willem Dafoe. I don't. I don't know where that <laughs> where that lands. I don't. I really don't know. A lot of animals die. I can definitely do a boob count for this. Um, I'm going to go do ahead and do a. a, 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 a you see a lot of, a lot of some boobs, a lot of bush, a lot of a lot of half nudity, a lot of uncomfortable asses, dick, and bare <laughs> vagina many times, and also a mutilated vagina. This was body part central. Mm-mm, yeah, but not not in a good way. But yeah. Wow. So I just realized. Um, this is also the first time I didn't come up with a fuck Mary kill in advance. Oh. So I'm gonna have to do this on the spot. Oh boy. And this is this is gonna be a weird one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, no, I I I got it. I got it. Oh I already boy. have it solved. I have it solved. Rocket. You have Willem Defoe's penis, but it ejaculates blood. You have <laughs> the removed clitoris. You get the actual the the this little tiny part the 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 actual clit that's removed. You have that, and you have me. I'm not playing this game, Hillary. You know the rules. It's, <laughs> it's for you know the rules. It, it's the end of every episode. This is the rule. I don't. I didn't play this before. No. No. I think you did. No. Oh, maybe maybe it got solidified right after. It's been going on for like I just I just I just gave it soup. Oh, okay. Well that probably happened like right after the last time you were here. Yeah, there's a fuck Mary kill for every guest now. Oh my god. And that's I, I I don't have many options in this episode, you have to understand that. I feel like this is so this is this is this is way too weird. <laughs> Look, this was a weird episode. You gotta work with what you have. <laughs> You have your options. You have. I mean, I guess like I will. I mean, I, I guess it's pretty obvious, right? Like you would, you would, you would fuck the penis because probably the bloody, the bloody dick. Because yeah, because it's like a dildo, like sort of. Yeah, it just, it just has a weird finish. <laughs> yeah, and then you know, you would, you would, you would marry the cut off piece because it's kind of part of you anyway like yeah yeah, yeah. just score take Kiss that it. and i guess i just just lose, off me i lose for, you for gi- off me for giving you this choice yeah i off you for giving me like the weirdest fmk of all time i i think it could be worse i don't know too like to two two body parts and you like it's such a weird. Oh <laughs> uh, well, you know, <laughs> this is so how we do. Awkward. This is how we do it, Caleb. So awkward. Thank you for thank you for the thank you for putting me through the most awkward film I've watched in years, and then make me talk about it for two hours, and then on top of it, put me in this super awkward weird game. Great, thanks, dude. It's been you great. Know, it's been great being on the show, Caleb. I'll have you know that when. I was offered, well, not offered, when I was forced to do this movie, I I thought of who I should bring on as a guest, I weighed all my options, and I decided you are the only person I could do this with. 
Uh, it's true. I, I don't I, know I, if I should be flattered or terrified. I'm not sure. Wholeheartedly, I was like, Hillary. <laughs> Hillary is the one that I could talk about this with because who else am I going to have two hours of endless theories with? Oh, my gosh. If anybody actually listened to this whole thing, just like drop an emoji in the comments <laughs> or something. Drop an emoji because in the chat. just, just, yeah, dro- drop an eggplant emoji. We'll know it's you. Um, just curious. I just, I just kind of want to know, like, who, who actually toughed this one out. Yeah, props to you guys if you did. This is definitely a different episode of Horror Soup. But yeah, I don't know. I'd even say like maybe experimental because it's very different. Um, but you know what? I'm glad it happened. I feel like a better person because of it. <laughs> I feel, I feel stronger. I feel like I I'm more in touch with with myself with others and i feel like i am actually a better and more functioning member of society after having gone through this says the guy with a bunch of dolls behind his head one of them doesn't have eyes so uh <laughs> would you would you recommend this movie hillary Ooh, kind yeah, of a hard one right that's a tough that's a toughie because it's I weird know. i guess i guess it depends on who you're recommending it to me i'm a fucking freak i yeah i recommend i recommend it to any, at, go watch it right watch it with your grandma watch it with your with your mom watch it with your um i would say for people like i have i have friends that first like, date material yeah well i have friends that like to they're always talking about like serious things like the universe and planets and like like huge things and i'm like oh can we just not it hurts my head so like i think for, if you have friends that are like really are into the abstract and are constantly talking about like <laughs> those like big issues they'll probably love the shit out of this film i'd say if you're really into discussions big issues, serious topics, or just straight up, you just want to watch something fucked up. Yeah, that's true. This is something you should probably watch. Because me, personally, when I found this, I watched this for the first time um, during a binge of just trying to find the most fucked up movies I can find. Like, I was just trying to watch everything, just like, whether it's grotesque, gory, like, like psychologically fucked up, or like anything, just the most brutal shit I could find. And then Brie actually texted me and she was like hey i know you're looking for brutal shit go watch antichrist with willem dafoe and i was like all right and then i watched it and i was like dude why did you know about this like brie knows about like some fucked up shit like all the time she's just like oh yeah i watched this on youtube a while ago i'm like all right oh my god well it is fucked up it's fucked so on those terms if you're if you fall into that category i recommend it or hillary recommends it if you fall into if you're just a human i recommend it just just go watch it I think it'll be funny for me. Yeah, it's, I mean, you haven't seen anything like it before, I'll tell you that. If you're looking for something different, this is it. Yeah, this is definitely, this is definitely it, but like, yeah, a little heavier than I usually, (laughs) a little heavier than I usually like. I like, I like to come on here and make fun of things, but you can't really make fun of, you know, misogyny, so... Um, I think we've done that before, though. <laughs> Probably. Like, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, the question, the question of the, of the, of the two hours, what do we rate this? Remind me of my options again. Oh, actually, I'm, I'm done with that. See, th- things have changed. I'm d- just, just out of five. Just out of five. 
Oh, you're not doing the soupy thing anymore? Nah, because you know what? It, it's fine if I have consistent guests, but when I had to keep explaining it to people and they're like, uh, wait, what is it now? And I was like, you know what? I'm done with this. I mean, I really didn't enjoy watching this movie. I enjoyed elements of the filmmaking and the performances, but I definitely didn't have a good time watching this. So I think I will go like two. I'm I'm on the I'm giving this a five. Wow. No, like honestly, I actually really, really enjoy this. Like I, I even though I haven't been able to come to a definite answer on it, on how I feel about it, I think I think I have to give it a five. Like, if not purely for the fact that it's had me questioning it so much and thinking about it, like, I feel like I can't, like, (laughs) I can't put this much, like, brain power and, like, effort and care about something this much and be like, ah, nah. But also, like, I do really think that, aside from all that, like, the acting is incredible. It's really artistic. Like, the shots are amazing. Like, the people that, like, handle the lighting and shit and everything. And, like, I think the storytelling, even though, like, insane and confusing... I think this is, I, I think it's a work of art. I really do. I mean, I could definitely watch it a couple more times just to unpack more of it, just to actually do a proper analysis on it. Maybe we'll but, do a part two and we'll do Antichrist part two where we're like, you know what? Me and Hillary watch this together. We have answers. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's just not my kind. It's just not my jam. Like it's not like I, I, I can, I can watch it and respect the art and respect the film. But, like, to me, like, giving it a higher rating would mean, like, I love this film. Like, it was amazing. Like, I'm just, like, still kind of, like, uh, <laughs> like, tired. I'm, like, exhausted after watching that. Like, I'm actually hyped. I'm ready to, like, do anything. <laughs> See, I, I like fucked up shit, though. Like, I really do. That That's my bread and butter. Like, I like fucked up stuff. So it's, like, us- but usually I don't rate really fucked up stuff five stars because I usually don't think they are. But this one, like... Like I said, it's different. It has a lot of artistic elements, and I think it was just, it was just a really well done project. And I, after looking into everything that not only Lars was going through, but just like the dynamic of the actors on it, and like that Willem had with his co actor was Gisaletti, Gis, yeah, um, their dynamic was incredible. Like it her was. acting was out of this fucking world i mean willem it, it he always kills it so i don't really need to say that like i'm gonna say that about any movie he does but for not being familiar with this chick and watching her performance in this i think she is an astounding actress actress like yeah 100 percent. she fucking sold me dude yeah it's more for me it's more the subject matter that i'm like mm. yeah and i get that <laughs> And like I get that. Like, like I, I would give the, I would give the acting a five, and I would give, yeah, the film itself, like, the, the actual like, technical aspects of the film, a five, but like, I just, man, I'm just not a, I'm, I'm not into the like religious allegory, and like, <laughs> mm, this is not my jam. So, guys, that was the longest episode of Horror Soup ever. If you stuck through it. Good job. I can't imagine listening to the fucking... I don't even listen to, like, two-and-a-half-hour episodes on horror movie podcasts. I'm like, holy shit, that's a lot. But, you know, maybe this one's different because it's, it's weird. It's weird. <laughs> so, again, uh, thank you so much, Hillary, for being a part of this. Th- thank-, thank you for this strange and wonderful journey, Caleb. 
You're welcome. I'll, I'll make sure to invite you on the next fucked up thing. Oh, please. Please do. I'll come we're back. Doing, we're doing Last House on the Left next week? Yeah. Irreversible? A Serbian film? What are we doing next week? 120 Days of Sodom? I don't know. What are you doing? Uh, you're doing. Uh, we're doing every fucked up movie in the world. Oh, doing gosh. Oh, we're starting a new podcast of just fucked up movies. <laughs> oh, no. You don't need a new podcast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well... So, guys, if you enjoyed the episode, go ahead and tell a friend about the show because that helps more than anything. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at Horse Soup, Twitter at Horse Soup Sucks. You can check out my YouTube at uh, youtube.com slash Horse Soup. You can uh, check out Twitch, twitch.tv slash Horse Soup, Letterboxd, Movie Reviews, Horse Soup Caleb. Uh, check out Scream, which is my horror movie podcast with Elena. Uh, check out my vampire podcast, I'll Suck Your Blood, with James from Night Shift Video. Hillary, plug all your stuff. <laughs> all of it. My stuff is just at Hillary Barraford. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the same. H-I-L-A-R-Y-Y-N-L. Tell them about your, um, your, your filming Antichrist 2 Electric Boogaloo. Yep, yep. Can't wait. Can't wait. to. When, when does that start? Can't wait to dig into that one. It's going to be fabulous. So good. What part of your body are you cutting off? Oh, my God. Stop. <laughs> Say bye, Hillary. I'm cutting off the part of my body that makes good good decisions, apparently. Say bye, Hillary. Bye! <laughs> White dog turds in my backyard Chugging milk until we barf Just me and my dumb friends Drawing dicks into attention Didn't hear a word you said Calling me stupid, stupid, stupid. Stop calling me stupid, stupid, stupid. Stop calling me stupid.